What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 136 are open. Joining me on the show this week is absolutely no one. I'm here all by myself, um, not because of self-quarantine or anything, but uh, it's just how it's worked out. Well, I guess it kind of is. So, um, I guess as you all know that the, uh, the world's in a very different state at the moment. So, um, what Bryce is doing is he's, uh, he's staying home. He's, he's not coming over. His uh, daughter come down with some pretty ordinary flu symptoms. So, he's taken the uh, appropriate precautions and he's staying home. And we were going to do a rem- remote recording, but... Um, He's spending his time looking after his kids and his his uh, missus because she's come down sick as well. Um, honestly, I don't think it's a coronavirus or anything. It can't. I think it is just a, a cold. Um, not that I've come, come in contact with them, but basically down here in um, the limestone coast of South Australia, we're not in a. There's only there's been one case um, reported. The first case was reported yesterday. So, yeah. Um, so there will be a bit of coronavirus talk on this podcast just at the start, um, but apart from that, we'll be talking all about Animal Crossing and Nintendo taking down <laughs> fan projects. Uh, we're going to go to Reggie's rec room to talk with other people about Animal Crossing towards the end of the episode, and there'll be much more news among that. Um, really looking forward to sort of doing this podcast just uh, by myself. It's fun doing solo podcasting. It's a bit different, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it's uh, not not a big shamble. Not a big shamble. Hopefully, it works out well. Um, I just want to start off the show um, with a uh, Apple podcast review we got um, back in January. I just want to I just want to refresh people's minds that if you enjoy the show, you can support us by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts or any other service that offers reviews. But Apple Podcasts is the main one that easily allows you to leave a review, whether it's well, I was going to say whether it's one star or five stars, but you, you want to make it five star. We've got no reviews under five stars, so. Um, don't get that average down for us, for the love of God's sakes. Well, we need that average. That average is good. Um, so this this review is from JMac, and it, it reads, I was looking for a good Nintendo podcast, and boy, did I hit the mother load. Drew and Bryce have a casual, hilarious approach to hosting, but they are serious, nitty fans with a huge plethora of gaming knowledge. I've loved their banter back and forth, as well as coverage of my fave consoles, the Switch, the Wii U, and the Super Nintendo. It's been fantastic to go back and forth and listen to old podcasts while I work as the content is still very current if you are wondering which games to get. So thank you very much for that review. So that's just a reminder. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review. You can leave a review. So I don't have to remind you all, but I don't want to remind you actually. This uh, the The whole point of doing this content sort of distract you for an hour or so, but yeah, since uh, like the last week was absolutely crazy as far as things have gone in the world. Uh, two weeks ago, we did an episode, and straight after all this news dropped, you know about Reggie um, joining GameStop, and E three got cancelled, and it just like snowballed from there. And uh, last week, Bryce came over, and it's just like like a almost a normal week. There was a fair bit going on, but this week it's just like it's really happening now with uh, the borders of states in Australia closing down. Um, Bryce and I have both lost our job temporarily at the the uh, hotel we both work at. 
Um, it's just absolutely crazy. And this weekend was actually my engagement party, which uh, which I've obviously cancelled. Uh, there's no way I could have had a gathering of people in this state. Um, if uh, people decided to come, they would be pretty stupid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I put it, I put it on um, on Twitter, just saying, "Hey, like the engagement party's cancelled." Just to you know, to let my friend let my friends know, and obviously people that were going to come know. And a uh, good friend, uh, Nicholas Pryor, he, he commented saying, "Oh, well, at least it wasn't the wedding." Um, which is which is fair enough. At least it wasn't the wedding. But the thing is, it was our wedding. It was going to be a a surprise wedding <laughs> for both Chantel and I. And uh, yeah, it it really sucks. It really does suck. But at the end of the day, I guess there's a a lot of um, sacrifices and losses. A lot of people are going through. And at least at least that's something that can just be postponed. But uh, we were really looking forward to it. We are pretty bummed. And that's coming up this weekend. So we're gonna. Think about doing something special. Obviously, not going out for dinner or anything uh, involving stuff like that. But maybe we'll have a, a nice meal at home. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought I'd let you guys know because uh, you, you guys who listen to this podcast, uh, I do consider you guys friends, and I really appreciate just everything um, I guess you guys do for us, which is you know just tuning into the show and giving us your your time because that is a big. Yeah, you know, it's it's a big thing. There's lots of content to listen to and all that. And I realize I do say that as we are approaching <laughs> six minutes into the podcast, and I'm just sort of yapping on about all this stuff. But I hope you're all going well, and hope uh, you guys out there who have lost work or going through e- even like real hard times at work because you're in the health industry or anything like that. Like that, um, I just want to say that you know I'm thinking of you guys, and I hope everything's going well. And uh, staying home, washing your hands, all of that important stuff. Uh, my God, I'm washing my hands a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I work on a farm well, and uh, I'm always, uh, you know, washing my hands because my hands are dirty. But just th- constantly thinking about, hmm, I touched a handrail today. I really need to wash my hands right now. Oh, I touched a lid today that some other people have touched. I've got a, it's just always playing on your mind. And I'm sure you guys are going through the same thing. It's really uh it's really, really surreal just uh, what's going on, but we don't have to talk about that um, <laughs> anymore because Animal Crossing came out this week, and Animal Crossing is a game I have been looking forward to for a long time. Oh, my God. Back when it got announced last year at E3, I was absolutely ecstatic. It was a game I was waiting for. I assumed it was going to be announced, and when they announced it was coming out in March, my heart sank a bit because I really was expecting it to come out about October sometime last year, but... Uh, the, the delay really paid off in the end. It was absolute. It's just a fantastic game. It really is. Um, there's so much to do, so much to like the the graphics. Even like what we saw at E3 uh, last year, the graphics looked. They looked like you know unpolished, and obviously it was unpolished because the game still had six plus months in development to go. So that was fair enough. But just the shine and how. Pretty and bright, the game looks. It's absolutely phenomenal. And sort of just playing through it, like how many hours did I put on the weekend? I played about, I'd say about 15, 15 hours. I can't tell yet because my Switch is still sort of displaying, you know, played five days ago or whatever up to now. But it was, it's just the perfect game that hit at the exact right time for me um, playing through the weekend. I had an absolutely amazing weekend just playing this game. I went to... I went to work at the pub on the uh, weekend, my, my final shifts for a month or so. Um, 
And But apart from that, I was just playing Animal Crossing. We were watching Netflix and I was just sat there with my Switch playing it. I played it on the TV for about half an hour, but then um, Chantel, she wanted the, the TV back, so I swapped back to handheld mode. And it is really just a, fan, a fantastic game. Um, I've been... Because I, I was thinking about it before, like I haven't played Animal Crossing in a long time and I hadn't really thought about that since... Well... Since since I probably last played Animal Crossing, I played a, like a lot. I've said this before the last couple of episodes, but uh, I got into the series with Animal Crossing Wild World on DS and fell in love with the series there. And uh, I played a bit of like a fair bit of New Leaf, but I didn't. Thinking back on it, I really didn't play as much as I would have liked to. Um, so I'm going to sort of rectify it with this game. And w- like when I really think about it, Animal Crossing is probably my fourth favorite Nintendo franchise which is, you know, really, really up there. So I guess Pokemon would be my first favorite series. And I was thinking second and third sort of fluctuates between The Legend of Zelda and Mario, um, depending on what I'm playing at the time and what mood I'm in. But I'll probably say Legend of Zelda would be second, then Mario third, then Animal Crossing fourth. And it is so awesome to be back into the series and just the amount of shine and polish onto... Um, this game just really makes it. Um, but before I get into sort of what's been going on with Animal Crossing, what I've been up to and all of that type of stuff, I just want, I want to address that there's a lot, a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of people in our Discord community that haven't played Animal Crossing and they're unsure about whether they actually want to pick it up or not. It is, it is, it is a weird game to sort of uh, describe. A lot of people say, oh, you know, what is Animal Crossing? And people say, oh, you know, it's like a life simulator. You pay off your house, you go fishing. And I guess that is pretty much what you do. But at the same time, that makes it sound really redundant and kind of boring. And it's really, really not that. I was thinking about how I could sort of describe it to people and not describe it like that. Because... You know, you are paying off a house. You are doing these more mundane sounding activities, but it's it's a lot more than that. And I was thinking, like, how can I sort of describe it to people in a weird way? And this 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 might sound pretty odd the way I'm going to describe it, but I sort of thought about like Breath of the Wild, like that game. As soon as you go out, it's open, you're free, and you've always got a task in mind, especially once you've adapted to the mechanics a bit more and you're thinking about all right so what am i doing at the moment whether it's uh, you go you're heading towards a dungeon uh whether you're gathering ingredients to uh make potions and healing items and stamina buffs and all of that type of thing um you might be doing a quest you might be just collecting the korok seeds like the world's yours you're doing exactly what you want and that is sort of the hook of animal crossing so you, you're in uh, on your island in this new game and whether it's whether you're following uh, the achievement system, which is the Nook Miles to gain miles to just accumulate things and uh, buy items or get a ticket to go to other islands, or you're thinking about gathering uh, materials to craft furniture or tools that you need, or you're thinking about going fishing so you can get multiple um, high-selling fish so you can sell to Tom Nook to pay off your house. There's just there's always something ticking off in your mind, and it's just really addictive. Like you're always thinking about what you're doing next and what you might um, want to set up to do in the future, and that's just that's what's going on. It's not like it's not like you turn it on and you're thinking, oh, 
well, I've got to think about my mortgage. I've got to, I've got to feed the kids. I've got to bathe my dog. Like it's not like it's not like real life. I, I know um, it might sound like that when when people describe it to you, but um, it, it truly is a ton of fun. It is absolutely fantastic game. Um, so basically, I started off the island. I called it FOM, which is a you know acronym for the House of Mario. Um, and it, it is weird because it's got like so many, when you're naming your island, it's got so many spaces to put letters in, but then it only allows like up to eight or something. Like it's really short. You can't fit fit much uh, actual uh, letters in your name. So you've got to keep it pretty short. I started off like, oh, should I call my uh, island like the island or the Isle of Mario or something like that? You know, do, do a bit of a cheeky spin on it type of thing. But no, I wouldn't let it. So I just put in thumb. Um and I know what that means. It sounds a bit weird, like when Tom, Tom looks like, oh, you know, welcome to Thom. It's like, hmm, <laughs> who the hell named that island? What the hell does that mean? But no, 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 it's, it's an acronym. It's all right. It's uh, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, starting off the game, you're, the start is fairly tutorial heavy, somewhat. You start off the game and you pretty much have to um, do a few things. You have to go and lay out your house, lay out uh, where other neighbors' houses are going to go. And you're sort of getting equipment and that so you can craft tools so you can explore the island a bit more. Um, you get the fishing rod and the net straight away so you can get straight into that uh, catching fish and bugs, which is a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite things about Animal Crossing. And um, doing that in this game, just like at night time, you've got something on the TV and you're just like catching fish, seeing what you get, especially late at night because it's a great uh, time to uh, catch sharks. And I actually caught a fair few sharks. I was catching hammerheads, great white sharks. And I, I got a couple of each so I could donate to the Bathurst New, uh, Museum as well as uh, sell them and get some good bells. I haven't been able to get to the Tarantula Island yet. So apparently there's a, like every time you go to an island, it's just like a random island. And there's an island which is just full of tarantulas which sell for, I think, it was uh, 800, eight, oh, so 8,000 bells each, which is a lot. So if you get a full inventory, you can get up to like... <laughs> 200,000 bells, which is a, a lot. So, yeah, Animal Crossing is absolutely fantastic. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely it's definitely everything I wanted. I haven't actually played it for the last couple of days just because um, we started. I've started sharing, so uh, pretty physically uh, exhausted when I get home, so I hadn't played any games, which really bums me out because I've got things to do, man. I've got things to do in Animal Crossing. And you know, real life has uh, taken over at the last day or so. But after I record this podcast, I think I'm going to get back into it and keep playing. It's going to be a game you're going to be hearing about in the House of Mario for a long time because um, obviously it's a game you play for a long time. And uh, I'm not going to stop playing this one. I'm going to make sure I play a heap, absolute heap. So I do hope uh, a lot of you guys do give it a go. Um, I know, I know, like an eighty-dollar game. It's like I don't know what this is. I don't know if I'll enjoy it. But for the most part, I generally think a lot of Nintendo fans will enjoy it just because of how uh, how colourful it is, how charming it is, and there's just always something to do. Um, and people that I know, John O'Peck put on uh, Twitter that you know he didn't enjoy Stardew Valley, and no, he probably won't enjoy this type of thing. But Stardew Valley, it is it is fairly different to Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I think is a bit more relaxed and it's not about, you know, forming relationships and getting married and all that type of thing with your villages, which would be weird. That'd be weird if it was like that. Um, 
But to me, Animal Crossing seems to be, seems to be a bit more accessible just with, you know, it's in 3D and just how it sort of eases you into the game. Um, I don't, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say about Stardew, uh, Stardew Valley just because of the fact like I, I played it for probably a couple of hours before um, I turned it off and I never got back to it. But I, from like the beginning of that game when you're like clearing the land and talking to people and going into the town and all that. I just think Animal Crossing is probably a bit more accessible. And, um, yeah, so I wouldn't judge it if you've just played uh, Stardew Valley. Um, but, yeah, I do re do definitely recommend giving it a go and all that stuff. So with that, I think uh, that's all I can say on Animal Crossing at the moment, just by myself. Um, I'm really, really happy with the game and um, I'm addicted, man. I'm addicted. Um and uh, what a time to get a really addictive, fun, immersive game. <laughs> it's definitely now, especially if you're if you're stuck inside. So I reckon it's a bit early, but I think we might move into the news because there is a ton of news um, I've got here, whether we go through it all or not. We'll see. But uh, let's jump into the news. Whoa. All right, so we got some Animal Crossing news, obviously, because Animal Crossing just come out. It's one of the biggest games this year to launch, and especially for Nintendo, because it's their first first-party game to come out. So this article is from Nintendo Life, and it reads: Animal Crossing devs reveal how long New Horizons has been in development. So the article reads: Although Animal Crossing New Horizons New Horizons was only confirmed for Nintendo Switch in September 2018. Was it confirmed then? No, oh, yeah. I guess it was then. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's confirmed then it was actually shown at E3. All right. Okay, gotcha. I'm just trying to catch up in my brain. Um, unsurprisingly, the game had been in development for many years before it was announced to the public. In fact, uh, the deserted island concept dates all the way back to 2012, not long after Animal Crossing New Leaf had been released on Nintendo 3DS in Japan. In the same interview with the Washington Post, uh, director... Uh, Ayaya and produce, producer uh, Hushumi uh, Nogami spoke about how early development on New Horizons began shortly after the initial release of New Leaf and well before the Nintendo Switch was even a thing. Interestingly, while the team was busy planning out the next game, it was still working on the Hel uh, Welcome Amiibo update for New Leaf. Um, they re reiterated how the development cycle of New Horizons started well before the team began thinking or knowing about Nintendo's hybrid hardware. So it's, it is amazing how uh, long this game had been in development. I remember on Wii U, we were sort of like, all right, when's Animal Crossing game coming up for Wii U? Uh, they released that really nice looking app where you could like talk to all the villagers and all of that on the screen. and all, all It just looks so beautiful just with all of the models and everything. And well, all right, there must be an Animal Crossing game coming out soon. And it definitely wasn't coming out soon. This game had been in development since uh, since 2012, when <laughs> just after uh, New Leaf was released in Japan. So it is uh, it is nuts that the game took that long to develop. Like, thinking about Animal Crossing, I think it would be like a nightmare to write for because think about how much dialogue is in this game just with every villager saying different things depending on different scenarios, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, uh, depending what you're wearing, if you're stung by a wasp. Like there's just so many variables that 
you've got to write for every single one of them. And I think that alone would be absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's why we didn't get it on Wii U either. It would have been such a shame to actually release Animal Crossing on Wii U because it just would have been a waste. Um, yeah. And then we would have been waiting a lot longer for this version, which uh, was already three years or almost three years into the Nintendo Switch. So yeah. Uh, next article is also from my Nintendo Life. And this one uh, this one doesn't make much sense. So the, the title is, <laughs> Angry Players Are Starting to Review Bomb Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, yeah, this one really doesn't make any sense to me. And the article reads, Once again, a major release on Nintendo Switch is being review bombed by disgruntled players. Animal Crossing New Horizons has been a, a huge hit with critics ourselves included, which are Nintendo Life, uh, and seems to be going down wonderf wonderfully with the majority of players who have been sharing screenshots of their islands on social media over the last past few days. Um, some players aren't as happy, however. Talking to review uh, aggregator site Metacritic to pile its uh, user review system, the game is... Sorry, I'll start again. The game currently has an overwhelmingly positive rating of 91 based on uh, 58 reviews from sites and critics. But the user score currently sits at a 6.5 with an increasing number of negative reviews coming in, in each day. <laughs> the average score isn't as bad as it could be thanks to a even larger number of positive reviews, but the written reviews themselves make for grin reading. From all my, from every negative comment concerns New Horizons multiplayer and specifically the way in which only one island can be created per Nintendo Switch system. As we've come in the past, rather than assessing all aspects of the game calmly, users have taken the opportunity to drag down the game with a score of zero to prove their point. Here are some choice comments. So these are some comments that Nintendo Life has pulled out. And this one reads, If you have more than one person in your home that wants to play the game, you need two Switches. Worst decision I've ever seen. This even beats EA. Congratulations, Nintendo. You have officially become the worst video game company this year. Another one reads, Brought to play with the wife. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great start. Um, while it is pos possible, we can't have our own islands. After research, Nintendo has apparently locked each Switch console to one island each. From now, we'll stick with our PlayStation 4. At least Sony respects its customers. Uh, another one reads, The limitation of one island per Switch, uh, not per cartridge, but per Switch, is nonsensical. It's obvious Nintendo is trying to sell more Switch consoles. Sorry, but this is an apparent zero, or instant zero. Um, it's not just multiplayer that has riled people up. So this is another one. Uh, the objectives in the game are not clear. There are multiple tasks, but none of them lead to a greater objective. Or at least I did not see any uh, interesting narrative that was spun into the background. It's sad and embarrassing, but having a superior hardware such as Nintendo Switch, the developer has opted for that annoying world in perspective of Roller, and they would not make the jump to the more open world as other sagas have done. Okay. Um, so this is, this is a, uh, this is a uh, odd. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a, a a question here. So this is from Luke, who left it on, over on our Patreon page at Patreon.com/ironruby, and he asks, uh, "Which of your Switch units are you playing Animal Crossing on, and does it bother you very much that you can't transfer the file?" So this is pretty much where the problem comes. Nintendo see this game as it's as a console game. They don't really see it as a handheld game. Um, as you might remember from New Leaf, that was obviously on Nintendo uh, 3DS, and they, they saw that game as you're moving around, they got you got your street pass, you're transferring data. But with this game, it's like, all right, this is in your lounge room. And it's going to be sh- it's going to be one island, and it's going to be shared between um, a five people, a family of however many people you've got. And because of that, you're not able to move your save between Nintendo Switches, whether it's through cloud saves or whether it's through just local transfers, which for me is annoying because I would have in. I don't even necessarily care about transferring it to my Switch Lite or whatever have you, but I do like just having my save backed because Animal Crossing, as we've already discussed, you take you put in a lot of time to that game. Um, it'll be pretty easy to put in 100 hours without sort of noticing. You know, you're just chilling, fishing. You've got to idling because it's nice and calm. Oh, you might uh, plant some trees here and there. Like it just it takes it takes a lot of time, and losing that would be absolutely devastating. Um, and that's to the point where they're actually offering. They're going to be implementing a way to back up your save in case you lose your Switch and you can, I guess, bring it back down if you buy a new one or whatever have you. I don't know what they're going to do necessarily, but it's got its, it's got, going to have its own system separate to everything they're doing elsewhere. Um, but to, to Luke's point, it doesn't bother me because I did the same with Pokemon. Pokemon doesn't let you back up the save because you'll be able to really really mess things up just by cloning your Pokemon and items and everything. It will just sort of... Uh, be a be a pain in the ass, really. Um, as much as I would love just to back up my save, because that's a similar situation. I've put 170 so hours into Pokemon, and if my save just disappeared, that would be annoying. But at least Pokemon allows you to transfer saves um, locally, which I haven't done because it makes me a bit nervous, like transferring a save and deleting it off the system, um, which is what it does. And if that stuffs up, I'm like, cool. Now I'll just leave it on. I'll just leave it on my Switch that can uh, connect to the TV, um, because at the end of the day, like you, you're moving it to your Switch Lite. Um, I've sort of come to the thought that you know, the Switch Lite, it's a it's a really nice, solid feeling unit. It's it doesn't have the d- detachable Joy Cons. Um, it's got a great D pad, but there is really no need to be transferring it to the Switch Lite when I can just pick up my normal Switch and play it there. Um, so it, Luke, it doesn't bother me at all, to be honest. I do just wish I could back up my save. Um, to the cloud in case something goes wrong, which is which is coming, but I don't know how easy that's going to be. We we know what Nintendo's like; um, they're probably going to make it not uh, as easy as it needs to be. But as far as a uh, review bombing Animal Crossing, giving it a zero out of ten, um, it's just uh, just dumb, and uh, especially when they're referring to them as EA, it's like, well, you know, EA is uh, what a lot of people don't like about EA is their their microtransactions and their their annual franchises and not uh, necessarily updating them as much and still charging, you know, full price for them. So Nintendo isn't quite doing that. I think people just like chucking EA under the bus just because they can. And they do a lot of things that annoy me personally. But, um, yeah, it's just weird to bring up EA in this situation. Maybe, like, it is it is a, it is a good criticism how multiplayer is handled in this game. Um, especially because of that being not able to do your uh, save file, but 
yeah, it's uh, just an interesting thing. I didn't expect this game to get review bombed, to be honest. I don't see any reason for it at all. And that's, that sort of leads into this little quick story, which is also from Nintendo Life. So this is the, the Bando Namco uh, Twitter account complained about Animal Crossing and then de- uh, quickly deleted the tweet. So Animal Crossing New Horizons has received endless praise from critics and has been smashing sales records since it launched last Friday. But not everyone's happy. Uh, Just a few hours ago, the official Bandai Namco US Twitter account shared a new tweet directly tagging Nintendo of America. It complained about New Horizons only allowing one island per Switch, calling the game an unpleasant experience as a result. So this is a, uh, a screen grab from the tweet, which was deleted. You can't find it anymore. But it reads... Uh, at Nintendo of America seriously designed Animal Crossing to only have one island per Switch, forcing different users to have to fight for resources. Uh, way to make this an unpleasant experience. Uh, so the the article continues, As you might expect, this tweet was almost immediately remo- removed, suggesting that the poor soul in charge of Ben Onemco's social media accounts accidentally remained logged in to the uh, company account rather from tweeting from their own personal one whether they realized their mistake and removed the tweet themselves or someone else at the company stepped in to fix the issue is unknown oopsie that's how they finish it um yeah so this is a funny one i only only found out about this today i was comp- compiling sort of uh, news stories to bring up on the show but that's what that one's really, that one's actually really quite funny um so i don't know if the the pr manager at bandai namco us uh, was one of these Metacritic review bombers, but uh, it's an interesting, interesting take anyway on on it anyway. Yeah, but just just back to it, I don't uh, I don't understand why people review bomb. It's just uh, it's really dumb. Um, I've never felt the the urge to be like this game sucks. Um, I'm going to give it a zero because a zero out of ten means literally the code doesn't work and it doesn't operate on your device. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like is there like give it a give it a one out of ten come on it it, it it functions it's got a it's got a backwards sort of uh way of dealing with your save file and all of that like fair if, if you don't like that that's fair enough but man man and i don't see the big the big deal with a uh, sharing an island with people anyway i know what they said in this like you've got to fight for resources and especially at the start of the game there's a there's a bit where you have to uh, build um, build the, the store and you need uh, 30 parts of uh, bits of iron. And iron's pretty hard to find. You've got to, what I had to do is get some off the island. Then I went to two more islands, then I had enough to um, build the store. Um, so I guess, but even in then, like you're all contributing to the one thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what these people are complaining about. Um if you if you're if you've got these if you share these feelings and you want to elaborate on it a bit more, uh, write into the show whether it's at the House of Mario or at iDruby, and I'll read it on next week's show just to uh, sort of get some a different perspective out there. But as, as a big Animal Crossing fan and someone who's played it a lot over the last weekend, um, don't know, don't know, man, don't know. Uh, so this is an article from Nintendo enthusiast and Brie Larson and Nintendo partner up to promote Animal Crossing. So Brie Larson and Nintendo have finally made things official after more than a few instances of Captain Marvel of the Captain Marvel star showing her Nintendo fandom online. 
In a recent sponsored tweet to her Instagram account, Brie Larson shared a picture of herself wearing an Animal Crossing shirt while showing off that glorious special edition Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch console. In the past... Uh, in the post description, she talked about how she's totally engrossed with the game and gave her 6.7 million fans a not so subtle prod to try out, try it out for themselves. Uh, the extent to Nintendo's partnership with Brie Larson is unclear, but with the sponsored post um, makes uh, Doug Bowser's random tweet to her yesterday look more like a product of a partnership rather than a um, haphazard haphazard attempt to capitalize on her love for Nintendo games. The two exchanged words of their excitement for the long-awaited release of Animal Crossing New Horizons. So I haven't seen, I haven't seen Bug, Bug, <laughs> Doug Bowser post this. So Doug says, who's ready for the deserted island getaway this weekend? How about you, Brie Larson? And she says, couldn't it be more ready? I guess you couldn't because you got, uh, you got paid. You got paid for a thing. I guess that I guess that's uh, that's neat. Obviously, um, Nintendo sort of really uh, really stepped up the marketing with this game, and well, it's, it was their only game to sort of uh, market for the first quarter of this year, really, apart from uh, a port of Tokyo Mirage Session, which came out a couple of months ago. Um, this is the big game for the first quarter of this year, and also the last game that's going to be um, in their financials for the financial year obviously ending in March. Um, so yeah, Brie Larson, if you're a fan of Captain Marvel and the, those movies, that's cool, I guess. And I got to say the shirt she's wearing is pretty cool. It's like, uh, got the animal crossing, uh, leaf logo, um, sort of pattern on it with a animal, with the, the logo obviously stitched on the chest there. looks really cool. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd wrap that pretty well. Actually, it's, this, it's a shame, uh, shirt, Tom Nook Scott. There you go. So there, that's interesting. Um, so this uh, this is another article from Nintendo Life, and this one is uh, this one's uh, one of those uh, head butt your head into a wall type of thing. So this is um, this is Peter having a dig at Animal Crossing, and they basically gave us a guide how to go vegan playing Animal Crossing. So. Um, the article from Nintendo Life reads, When you start your island life in Animal Crossing New Horizons, you're immediately tasked with gathering resources by picking fruit from trees, fishing, bug catching, and more. These activities help your island to grow thanks to Tom Nook's Nook Miles scheme. But uh, should players be a bit more concerned about their actions? Uh, Peter has issued a vegan guide to Animal Crossing, listing all the things you can you can and can't do to keep up with a vegan lifestyle. It kicks off with saying that you shouldn't fish, describing as cruel and bad for the environment. You shouldn't catch bugs, <laughs> and uh, you shouldn't work towards the museum because bugs don't belong in tiny cages in the museum for other villagers to gawk at, uh, and you shouldn't <laughs> dig up clams. In a shocking uh, section titled, Is Tom Nook Exploiting You? <laughs> the guide uh, explains that Tom is a raccoon dog, an animal often killed for fur. Uh, it says you should probably cut him some slack because his family have been beaten, electrocuted, gassed, or skinned alive. Uh, so what can you do? Well, you can eat fruit. Peter uses the added abilities you can gain when eating fruit to boost a uh, um, to bolster to the point, sorry, what was I saying? Um, 
gain when eating fruit to bolster its point on why uh, this is a good thing and goes on to say that you can help promote veganism with banners like this and this is a no speciesism no fishing so that's basically on the town bulletin board um respect all animals while visiting thank you so basically you can uh, tell people to not do the the fun things in the game when you're in their, in their island i guess um, it's also worth noting that the guide appears to be something of a publicity stunt, of course it is, and not entirely serious. The promotion of animals, animal welfare is obviously a wonderful thing, but we dare say that most Animal Crossing players wouldn't actually go and rip hermit crabs from their homes to sell in real life. Um, so just with the fact that this is a publicity stunt, of course it is. Um, Peter have gone after Nintendo franchises a lot in the past. Uh, Pokemon being one of them, they actually did a Flash game for Pokemon Black and White back in the day, um, basically acting like, it's basically a parody like, you know, Team Plasma. In the Pokemon Black and White games, Team Plasma are all for Pokemon rights. They want them to be um, free, Pokemon trainers, not to be able to use them. But the thing is they didn't play all the way through Pokemon Black and White. Spoilers for Pokemon Black and White, but... Uh, the leader of Team Plasma gets this, actually wanted everyone to not use the power of Pokemon because he wanted it all for himself and he was going to use it to pretty much take over the world. Um, Peter didn't know that and he, they just thought they were doing a nice message, but um, no, it was just an evil scheme. Um, so obviously with Animal Crossing and it's just it's a huge success, which we'll get into later, they're obviously trying to get on some of that and be... Uh, Tell people to be nice animals. And of course, I think uh, I think on paper, you know, if you if you don't look into what Peter is, it's a it's a good thing. Be nice to animals. You know, don't destroy your environment. It's it's all good signs. But I I just cannot respect Peter. Like they've, uh, I think they're a bu- I think to be honest, they're all a bunch of people that are probably from the city. They've got no idea about the logistics and how farming and all of that works like for, for example they say oh everyone should not have animals and just plant crops um but that is uh that is not a, a thing that you can really do some parts of australia they can't grow crops they can't grow plants but you can run goats or some some type of cattle or something on the land but crops and that won't so what do people just like starve because they can't use animals in rural South Australia or not rural South Australia, but like in the outback. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of points. And like, for example, they were saving, they'll take dogs out of pounds so they don't get put down, but then they realize that they got no room for the dogs. So they end up putting the dogs down anyway, because unfortunately that's just, that's just real life. As sad as it is, I, like I'm a I'm 100% dog lover. I've had dogs my whole life. Um, I'll be very sad if I didn't have a dog in my life. Um, but unfortunately, these pounds and that, what what can you do? Um, if you don't have the space, no one wants them, etc. And I think Peter found out that the hard way. Um, so, but back to Animal Crossing. Uh, fishing and bug catching is like one of the most... My, it's the most enjoyable thing in the game for me. I absolutely love doing it, just collecting and obviously selling them for money and all of that. But I think at the end of the day, when it says, you know, fishing is bad for the environment, you leave fishing line around. Yeah, that's fair enough. So if, you, if you, in real life, don't stop fishing. Fishing's fun, but don't leave your fishing line. 
Um, if you're catching bugs, um, make sure you're nice to them. I don't know. Who, who, who actually catches bugs in real life? Not me anyway. Uh, but this is, this is uh, something from the actual um, guide itself. So I'm just going to go through it. So they got like a, I guess, a frequently asked question section. So is it okay to catch bugs in Animal Crossing? And they say, from butterflies uh, to wharf roaches, your island is a bustling home for various insects and <laughs> little animals. Uh, keep it that way. So, okay. okay. Um, Bathers would like to build a museum of fish and insects <laughs> on your island. Don't let him do it. <laughs> uh, just as fish don't belong in tanks, insects will become inside cramped cases in the museum for other villagers to gawk at. Your island should be a place where wild animals are free to live without being captured or exploited. Uh, in the real world, animals suffer in capti captivity, places like SeaWorld and uh, road roadside uh, zoos. Uh, they're deprived of everything that's uh, natural and important to them. In Animal Crossing, you have the choice to let animals on your island live uh, from harm, so please leave them alone. And like, yeah, points like this, like, you know, places like SeaWorld and that, it's like, yeah, just don't put a whale in a small tank. It doesn't like that. Like, like I, I get these points. I do get these points. But, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I don't, <laughs> let's start the ramble. <laughs> Oh, also, this is um, this is a. Uh, I'll go through this quickly, but this is another one from Nintendo Life, which I didn't put after the other Brie Larson one. But Brie Larson said she's more than happy to be in an Animal Crossing movie, and uh, we've already heard how uh, Captain Marvel star and Oscar-winning Brie Larson would like to play Samus Aran in the Metroid movie. But now, in an interview with People.com, uh, she's been asked if she would be interested in starring in a movie adaptation of Animal Crossing. This was her response. Of course, I support Animal Crossing all the way. Uh, through and through. I think it's good for our hearts. Uh, if you're not convinced with the idea of Brie appearing in an Animal Crossing movie, in the same interview, she revealed how she's being a long-time fan of Nintendo uh, long-running uh, long lifestyle series. It turns out she's actually been playing these games with her sister since the GameCube release. The original game, the first time I played it was on Nintendo's GameCube and it was just so important to me and my sister. My mum set up a rule. Whoever finished their homework got to play first. It was an amazing tool for us to, for us to finish our homework. I'm so excited to make new memories with my sister. Again, we're adults now and yet still have just such a deep love for this game. And it's really fun to talk with it about her. So there you go. An Animal Crossing movie. There is an anime Animal Crossing movie, which I haven't actually watched yet, but... That was that actually came out like a long time ago, maybe like the early two thousands. I I should get around to watching it. I got no idea. I don't hear anyone really talk about it. I don't know if it's because it's not that good or what. But yeah, so let's talk about Animal Crossing sales. Animal Crossing New Horizons in the first three days has absolutely killed it. So this is another one from Nintendo Life, and the title says Animal Crossing New Horizons had uh, has just had the biggest launch of any Switch game ever in Japan. So hold on to your hats, folks. We imagine we're going to have several stories like this one popping up over the next few weeks. Yes, uh, a new Geo Corporation data report says that Animal Crossing New Horizons has just had the biggest opening weekend of any game in the console's three-year history in Japan. As noted by VGC, this would put the game's 
first three sales ahead of Pokemon Sword and Shield's total of 1.3 million and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate tally of 1.2 million. The game has also seen tremendous... Uh, tremendous early success in the UK. Our first glimpse of the sales, uh, our first glimpse of uh, chart data from the UK shows that the title went straight to number one, beating all past Animal Games launch titles combined. Currently, the best-selling Animal Crossing game of all time is Animal Crossing New Leaf, which sold 12.45 million copies as of December 2019. It might be early to say so, but we wouldn't be surprised if New Horizons eventually saw past this figure. And this one is from Vooks.net. Um, earlier this week, we saw Animal Crossing New Horizons topple Doom Eternal in the UK, and now results are in for Japan, and it's a massive result. Animal Crossing has sold uh, has sold physically in stores a massive 1.88 million copies, and that's just in the first three days of sale. This only includes physical games, not download cards, and does not include digital sales. The previous record was held by Pokemon Sword and Shield at 1.36 million. Um, uh, Animal Crossing also helped Nintendo shift a, a massive um, 392,000 Switch and Switch Lite units. This is more units than when the Switch originally launched in 2017. And this is a tweet from uh, Alex on Twitter. Um, his tag is convoluted. It's um, CVX Freak. I um, don't know what that stands for, but Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold... Um, 1,880,000 copies in its first week in Japan, setting a new record for the Switch. Uh, the Switch Plus Switch Lite has sold, you know, that, that amount of uh, units. Um, and the article also says that, to put a cherry on top, Nintendo has now outsold the Wii in Japan just under three years. Um, so that is massive. So this... I was talking to Bobby, the Nintendo guru, on his uh, Animal Crossing p podcast, Breaking Bells, last week, and he asked me the question, do you think that Animal Crossing could be the fastest-selling game on the Nintendo Switch? And I, th I thought it was going to be up there. I thought it... But I definitely did not think it could beat Pokemon. Um, Pokemon coming at the holiday, Pokemon being the massive franchise it is, Pokemon having two copies that... Even, uh, you know, people like myself bought. Big fans are like, all right, I'm going to get the, the pack that includes two games with a steel case. And Animal Crossing um, in the UK and, um, well, we don't know about America just yet as I'm recording this, but Japan has been the fastest selling game, almost coming to 2 million copies worldwide, which is absolutely amazing. I can't believe how... Every game that comes out on Switch is just a success. And not only are they a success, they're all fantastic games. There hasn't been... I can't really think of a game that's sort of come out and it hasn't just been a super polished, excellent version of that particular franchise. Um, the only one I could even think about putting under that title might be Pokemon. Pokemon is very... It's very much a Pokemon game and it's very much, you can look at it and go, oh, that's an updated 3DS game. But even Pokemon, man, Pokemon uh, Sword of Shield is really good. Absolutely fantastic. And they're, they're still they're still supporting it with events, um, with it's in the raid dens in the wild area. They've got DLC coming out in a couple, or 
yeah, a couple of uh, months, which I'm really looking forward to. But just with uh, Animal Crossing, man, absolutely fantastic. And this is a series that we're gonna we're gonna see in the top ten charts easily. Um, I think because what is it? Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu is sitting at about ten point something million uh, copies at the moment. So Animal Crossing is gonna beat that. I can't see it, I can't see it beat, beating Pokemon uh, totally. Maybe when the next Pokemon comes out, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield sales will just like stop. And Animal Crossing is a basically evergreen game until the next console, the next Animal Crossing come out, which is going to be a long time, especially um, as we've seen, this game's taken about eight years to develop. So this is going to be a massive selling game. And Animal Crossing was always such a niche Nintendo franchise. It was, it wasn't much. You know, it started off on the GameCube, and it was it was a port. Well, essentially of a Nintendo 64 DD game, which never came outside of Japan. Um, then it came to DS and it got a few more features. It came portable for the first time. And then uh, on the Wii uh, City Folk, it was like, oh yeah, it was like, it was fine type of thing. But it wasn't until New Leaf where it really exploded and it sold a lot of copies. And now on the Switch, uh, people are trying it for the first time. Big Animal Crossing fans are trying it for the first time. Big Nintendo fans are trying it for the first time who hadn't tried the series before. This is going to be a massive game, guys, and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> so hopefully we keep seeing, seeing uh, more games in the future. Alrighty. So moving away from Animal Crossing news, at least for a little bit. So this, oh, well, this article is from MyNintendoNews.com and... It's about Pokemon Home. So Pokemon Home has been downloaded on mobile devices um, 2 million and 300,000 times in its first 30 days of availability. So Pokemon Home is available on mobile devices and Nintendo Switch. Sensor Tower, however, however, only reports on data of the former. Uh, for, ex for example, Sensor Tower looked at the first 30 days of Pokemon Home's availability. According to a Sensor Tower, Tower, Pokemon Home has been downloaded on mobile devices 2 million and uh, 30,000 times in the first month of availability, as well as uh, 2, uh, 2 million and 60, uh, 600,000 in consumer spending. It has been downloaded. Uh, <laughs> don't know. when it comes to the numbers, I just like to stop. Uh, 1,300,000 times uh, in its first week of availability. The largest portion of Pokemon Home's installations on mobile devices come from the United States with uh, um, <laughs> uh, 695,000 installs, which is 30.2% of overall installations. And Japan is second with 4,046,000, uh, which is 19.4. Uh, the United States also did the most spending at 38.5 of the total or one, uh, 1 million. Once again, Japan is the second with um, 867,000. Yeah, More than half of the installations um, happened in Pokemon Home's first week of availability. Sensor Tower also says that the one-month premium plan, so that's $3 American, has also been the most popular, followed by the uh, the 12-month plan, um, which is $16 American. And the three-month plan, that is <laughs> uh, $5 American. 
Lastly, they've provided information suggesting that a lot of subscribers who subscribe on day one for a monthly plan continued their subscriptions for another month, saying that revenue doubled between March 11th and 12th. Um, exactly one month after release. You can see the chart with more information of Pokemon Home's first month of downloads below. So United States is um, really up there with numbers I said before. Then coming on third is Great Britain with um, 119 downloads, while Germany is fourth at 116 downloads. Then uh, France is coming uh, fifth with 98,000 downloads. So Pokemon Home, obviously making a nice amount of money for the Pokemon company. Um, they're still ironing out a lot of sort of glitches and all that. There was a, there was an issue with um, the game registering whether you had uh, completed your national decks, which gives you a, mag a Magneta. Oh, I had it before. Uh, anyway, you, you, got, you got a special Pokemon. You got a mythical Pokemon for doing it. But the game was sort of had tr trouble recognizing whether uh, you got it or not. So let's move on to uh, news from uh, big old mean Nintendo. So big old mean Nintendo is closing down uh, people using its IP for, for for making money or just for having fun, basically. So there's, there's two of these stories. So this one is from Nintendo Life. Nintendo shuts down Kickstarter campaign over Animal Crossing copyright infringement. Nintendo is well known for being uh, understandably protective over its products and trademarks. So it comes as a little surprise that the gaming giant has taken legal action on a, on a Kickstarter campaign and found guilty of copyright infringement. Uh, the new Adventures Passport travel holder launched with a funding target of um, £1,000, giving backers a passport holder, luggage tags, and a lanyard for their cash. That might sound a little. Uh, that might sound innocent enough on its own, but advertising promoted the product as a cute animal pattern passport cover for your new adventures crossing the horizons. <laughs> wow! And basically, what it is, it's uh, it's what it says. It's a passport holder. It's tags. It's just like it's it's, it's just like it looks like Animal Crossing. There's a lanyard with like the villages on there or different ones. Um, there's Isabel and a couple of other ones which I can't name. Um, no feel, but though, so you you won't be getting any more any my money, even though you've closed it down. So the kick uh, the kicks uh, the Kickstarter page now reads: New Adventures Passport Travel Holder is the subject of an intellectual property dispute and currently unavailable. It, report, it reportedly managed to earn, holy shit, um, £34,000 in backing support before it was shut down. The DMCA claim can also be found online. Nintendo owns copyrights of all aspects of its Animal Crossing video game franchise, including not limited to, limited to the audio, visual work, imagery, and fictional character descriptions uh, covered by the U.S. copyright. The reported campaign displays images of Nintendo's copyrighted protected Animal Crossing characters and the images in connection with the creation of products that make unauthorized use of Animal Crossing uh, characters and images, all in violations of Nintendo's rights. So that was the first one. Um, and the one a lot of you guys would have heard was about... Um, Dreams, the game by Media Molecule on PlayStation 4. So the article reads also from One Nintendo Life. 
not, not, not my Nintendo. I keep on saying that. I'm getting uh, my, my Nintendo News and Nintendo Life mixed up. Maybe I should uh, start a site called My Nintendo Life. <laughs> Just get the SSO from both of them. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Uh, last weekend, news surfaced on social media that Sony had be- begun to take action against certain uploads and project in Media Molecule's latest title, Dreams. In particular, Nintendo themed ones. A user, a user named Piece of Craft. Uh, shed light uh, via Twitter explaining how they had supposedly been contacted by the legal and business affairs division of SIE Europe and Nintendo had reportedly uh, objected uh, to use the use of Super Mario IP in game. Now, according to the update on gamesindustry.biz, it's been confirmed that Sony is working to take down even more Nintendo themed creations. Here's its exact statement. Sony Interactive Entertainment is notifying the affected users that an IMP infringement notice has been received from Nintendo and that all content will be removed. We cannot comment on volume and uh, and content to be removed. This is done on an individual case-by-case basis. Seemingly, it's the end of the road um, for all of those Super Mario recreations and dreams. Even if creators attempt to upload them from now on, projects will be moderated and removed uh, for containing copyright material. Um, so I guess this is my thoughts on a lot of people. There's a lot of videos out there and sort of, you know, tweets or whatever it is like, you know, big old bad Nintendo. Just let us have fun with your characters. Don't be so, don't be so mean. Come on. You, you big money hungry bastards. Uh, and while yes, like, you know, I've been, I've been looking at Dreams for a long time. It came out in early access on PlayStation 4 uh, sometime last year. And I was like, I've been following the game and I wanted to jump in and get the early access. And I only just bought the game a week or so ago. I haven't actually played it yet. And a big, look, I've been watching the game anyway, but a big push was uh, there was actually a video on Nintendo Life's YouTube channel where Alex was playing Mario Recreations in Dreams. I was like, all right, like it's fun making your own stuff. It's fun playing random stuff. But just like the really like good and so bad they're good uh, recurations are just really fun to just watch and play. So that was actually a big push of why I bought the game on PlayStation in the first place. Um, and while it is a shame that I won't be able to enjoy that or get to play or make or whatever I want in regards to that, you know, it's just like as, as Nintendo, I wouldn't want people having access to Mario on PlayStation. I know like those games aren't going to be like, oh, why uh, why do I need to buy Super Mario Odyssey if I can just get Dreams and play it there? Of course not. But think about it like a kid's playing a game and he's playing Dreams and he comes over a Mario level. It's, oh, cool. You know, Mario's on here and he sort of associates the Mario brand with PlayStation. Um, obviously, Nintendo, their whole business is built off of their IP, so they protect it as hard as they need to to make sure it's in the best hands. Um, so there's been, there's like a lot of projects, whether it was the Metroid 2 remake on PC, which wasn't being monetized or anything, but they canned that because they, they can't just let it go. Um, one of the reasons being that if you just, if you don't look, look after your copyright, you can lose it. So if people are just willy-nilly using your IP and you're not doing anything about it, you can lose that IP, um, the rights to the name and everything. So you can't do that. And as I said, with the Media Molecule 
um, dreams, uh, Mario games, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I personally wouldn't want them on there either. Um, but it is a shame because it is fun just like making stuff in, in dreams. And there was actually Zach Ryan made a point, um, Zach Ryan from Nintendo Voice Chat, he said on Twitter basically that, you know, when, when you're a kid, um, you're learning to draw. You're drawing Mario characters. You're drawing your favorite Ninja Turtles. You're drawing like your favorite cartoon characters. But I guess the difference here is that you're sharing them and it's on a competitor's console and, yeah, it's more than just drawing a picture, I feel. But it was an, it was an interesting point. Um, but as far as the Animal Crossing sort of Kickstarter goes, like you're literally selling, <laughs> you're literally selling merchandise using Nintendo's IP and you're making money, a lot of money. Um, and not only that, through the Kickstarter, you'll continue uh, making money just selling it once you've uh, got the Kickstarter and you can keep producing it. So, yeah. And we, we all know that like there's T-shirts and all, all of that using Nintendo IP that can't be controlled and Nintendo, they're not official or anything, but it's just what it is, man. It is what it is. And it, it does suck, but especially with like people like using Metroid or Pokemon for making an RPG or a Metroidvania or something. I always think to myself, like, you know, I would love if I was making games, I'd be like, Oh, it'd be so cool. I'll make a Pokemon game. But at the same, at the same time, it's like, just make your own IP, which is, <laughs> which isn't easy. Mind you. Uh, and then you can actually, once it's finished and you get to a point, maybe you can actually sell that product. Um, that's how I say it anyway, but yeah, it is a shame because I was going to jump into dreams and play some of these weird games, but yeah, there we are. Um, so we're still going on the news. Holy shit. There's a lot of news. Uh, but basically why, why I put so much news in here? Like there's like a lot of news stories and that I don't hear covered on other podcasts. And this is obviously a Nintendo podcast and we get into the nitty gritty of Nintendo news and what's going on. So if you don't want so much news, you know, let me, let me know and I'll just get you know, the big, the big topics, whether it's about Animal Crossing and that, but I do want to go into sort of the more deeper things that other shows and that might not cover because, um, yeah, we're Nintendo, we're a hardcore Nintendo podcast and I want to get a, yeah, I want to kill the news here. I don't know. <laughs> so this is, I've got a lot of these from Nintendo Life because that's the site I was on today. Um, I didn't mix it up that much, but this is all from my Nintendo life. So Resident Evil 3 Data Mind uncovers curious references to Nintendo Switch. Last week, Nintendo players, no, last week, players on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were treated to a demo of the upcoming Resident Evil 3 remake, which is following the recent Re Resident Evil 2 remake's footsteps of skipping the Switch. Curiously, a Data, mine, data Miner has reportedly discovered a number of references to Nintendo switch within the demo's code. A modder going by the name of Flaffy Quack also supposedly uncovered some interesting pieces of text. In some places, there are notifications present which uh, relate to re relate specifically to the version of the game you're playing. Um, one such example reads, this game has an auto save feature. Please do not t turn off um, then it says PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Um, well, that's good to know, but why is there an option for Switch? So there's also a bit in the demo's code which says this game has an autosave feature. Do not turn off your Nintendo Switch console when the icon above is displayed. Um, so let's try to figure this out. One explanation of, uh, for these odd references could be that Capcom plans to release a Switch version later down the line, or per per perhaps it had considered a Switch port at one stage and decided against it before revealing the game to the public. 
Another theory could be that the game will make um, will make it to the Switch in the same way Resident Evil 7 did via a cloud version. The reason behind the code's existence is unknown, but it's hard to it's hard not to wonder um, about what might have been. So just seeing this, I'm like, oh, surely Resident like Resident Evil 3 is a very impressive looking game. Um, and it's coming out soon. I haven't been keeping up with like release date, but it's in the next couple of weeks. It's in April sometime. And the idea of it being on Switch is a bit far-fetched to me. I don't think I don't think it will be coming to Switch, but obviously with enough time and that it can be ported. It I think the Witcher 3 has shown us that anything can be ported. Um, they can dumb it down enough. They can make it look pretty but ugly, especially in some areas, but it'll work. It'll work on Switch. Um, so there's probably no doubt that if Capcom really take the time and they really want it on Switch, they can put a team onto it and dumb down the graphics, get it ported to Switch hardware, get it running. And maybe that's why there's an auto auto save sort of uh, thing in the game for Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think, I think uh, what it's probably, it's probably pointing just towards that, they're either just considering it or they're using um, some like code for their autosave feature that is across a few games. Maybe even some of their remakes or just not even remakes, but ports of like say Resident Evil 5, 6, uh, 4. Maybe it's using the same autosave sort of code and that's just like essentially copy and pasted between games and that's just how they um, save in this game. And that just included the text for Nintendo Switch. I don't know if other... Games have been data mined from Capcom, whether it's a Resident Evil uh, 2 remake, whether this includes that text as well. Because if, if it does, then it, I don't think this means much. But um, regardless, I wouldn't expect uh, a Resident Evil 3 coming to Switch anytime soon. Um, but, you know, it kind of does make sense that these games somehow come to Switch because Resident Evil, every other game um, up to 7, well, apart from 7 and up, is actually on on Switch. Like there's there's one, two, is it two? I don't know, but there's definitely there's definitely most of them. I've uh, I've got them all downloaded, and I need to play. I definitely want to play four. Fours. Uh, haven't played four before. <laughs> haven't played four before. God. Um, and I really want to give it a go. So that's definitely on my list. Especially um, if I get stuck inside, which I probably won't because I work on a farm, and uh, there's not many people. So, all right, we're still, we're still moving with the news, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is also from my Nintendo Life. So, uh, Sakurai says, it's a total blank slate after he finishes Super Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate DLC. So, Sakurai is dedicated to making Super Smash Bros. Ultimate the best fighting game he possibly can. Uh, that's why he's working around the clock and even sometimes risking his own health to meet certain deadlines. Although he's a... Although there's a high probability that the second round of DLC fighters not proceeding as scheduled due to coronavirus outbreak, at the moment, that's all he's really focused on. It happens, though, when the DLC fighter development for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate finally wraps up. Not even Sakurai himself knows what the plans are at this stage, according to a recent comment he made in the issue, uh, latest issue of Japanese Famitsu. So Sakurai says, right now, all I can think about is producing 
DLC for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. After I finish that, though, it's a total blank slate. End quote. A total blank slate could be anything. Sakurai had previously noted uh, this latest entry could be the last, or at least his last. But he said during the Wii U, <laughs> he said that during the Wii Wii U era as well, falling back on other franchises close to his heart. Um, it's evident. Uh, it's evident Kid Icarus fans would love to see a follow-up of the 3DS entry, Kid Icarus Uprising. Or how about another title based on his own pink puffball Kirby or even something new? So this is this is something I think about quite often. I'm a big Sakurai fan. I absolutely love Smash Bros. I love just the way he approaches development, how he puts absolutely everything he possibly can into a game. Um, and it really shows just with his titles. Even back to the old Kirby games, like there's just like so much content in each game. And I know... I know this is a pretty trite answer for games I'd really like to see Sakurai make in the future. And even this article says it, but Kid Icarus Uprising was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I know the controls were not ideal. The 3DS without the second thumbstick and all of that just didn't make for an ideal experience. No, especially back then when the game came out in 2012, there was no XL version when Uprising came out. So you've got this tiny screen, you've got this tiny stylus, you're trying to aim. It even got shipped with a stand, the game itself, uh, for you to sit on, so it didn't um, hurt your hand so much. Um, but apart from the controls, if you put on a pair of headphones, you've got the stand going, you're you know sat at the desk, um, that game was absolutely fantastic. The story was awesome. The characters were some of the most memorable characters um, I've played. And it sounds it sounds really weird coming from a, a, a handheld Kid Icarus game, but Hades was is one of my favorite villains. Just so cheeky and funny and just condescending. And they're always talking in the background. And I know at the time that was that was a negative for a lot of people. It's like, oh my God, just shut up. But I love just the back and forth banter as you're going through. It's, it was sort of like a, it was kind of like when you're playing a game and you're grinding or something, and you're listening to a podcast. It was kind of like that, but the actual game was like giving you a story through it. It was really interesting. So I would absolutely love to see Kid Icarus on Switch. Um, but apart from that, like they suggest Kirby as well. Kirby, I don't see what Sakurai could do with a Kirby game. Um, you know, they've sort of he's sort of left that and how is just like developing Kirby games. But yeah, don't know. It would be it would be really cool for him just to maybe have some really creative freedom and make a new IP um in a genre he just wants to tackle. That could be really cool too. But maybe on the theme of tackling Nintendo franchises that we haven't seen in a long time, maybe Maybe he could... What could he do? <laughs> what could Sakurai do? If I was head of Nintendo and I said, all right, Sakurai, your next job is to do this, what would I do? Like, he's obviously quite talented at doing action games. Um, you know, obviously for Kid Icarus and Kirby's Air Ride on GameCube. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, the only... One of the... I was thinking about this earlier, like maybe like an Earthbound game. I don't know what he, what you could do with Earthbound. Uh, a lot of people are obviously wanting Mother Three to come out in the West, but yeah, don't know. Something something for us to think about anyway. Uh, I've got a I've got a question here from Metadox. 
And he asked, what are your thoughts on the next Smash DLC fighter getting delayed because of the virus? I've personally not been getting my hopes up for hearing about anything too soon, but if they do choose to announce something for it soon, I'm expecting a bit of a wait until release. So as sort of stated by that article as well, um, the Smash Bros. DLC has been postponed because of coronavirus. Um, development has been, you know, slowed down. And obviously with, uh, you know, just even if the character is ready to go, um, the, the amount of uh, you know, getting everyone in the office to do those sort of showcases as Sakurai does, playing the controller, getting the, getting the people in the same area, that's obviously... Not a not a great idea at the moment. So it's I think it's a a good thing that they've postponed the DLC fighters. Um, when when it comes to getting delays, we're going to see a lot of delays throughout the games industry in 2020 because of the coronavirus. There's there's no way around it. Like the world, um, at least right now in this week, how, however long it's going to last for, I don't know. Whether it's a month, two months, three months, but it's going to be it's going to put the world at a standstill. Um, so yeah, like depends on how how well uh, their team is able to work from home and uh, all of that. But look, I'm not I'm not worried at all about Smash DLC getting delayed. Like it's it's not gonna you know it's not gonna make or break me. I'm not necessarily like bursting for it. I'm not I'm not when he announces it and says, all right, this is the character. I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna give it a go. And if I enjoy him, I'm gonna learn him and get good and. Hopefully, try and beat beat Bryce <laughs> uh, with it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried. I just hope everyone's uh, healthy and safe for the most part. And while we're sort of doing the question, so I'll I'll answer Meta's other question. So he asks, "What are your thoughts on getting a Nintendo Direct this week?" With the rumors about uh, an, a direct coming after the Indie Worlds presentation and all. And what would you most want to see from said direct, considering how little we know about this year's games? So it's a, it's been it's, this year's been real different, even before the coronavirus outbreak. That we didn't get a direct in the first, you know, the first couple of months, which we usually do. It sort of outlines Nintendo's first six months leading up to E3 before the big announcements or uh, that type of thing, um, and. Yeah, it is uh, it is uh, somewhat disappointing, but obviously they didn't have any games for the first three months anyway. So that's probably a big reason why we didn't get a direct. I'd probably I'd put money on saying we're not getting a direct because Nintendo employees um, in the US they're working from home. Um, the virus is you know picking up steam in the US. Um, you know, Japan's obviously very affected like a lot of other countries. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I don't know unless they had it in, unless they have it in the can, like, all right, we're going to put it on the 26th, like it's rumored after Animal Crossing's out. We're going to give that a week to breathe and then we'll announce a few, a few games leading up to E3, which might be a few smaller first party games or even second party games mixed in with some um, nice third party ports. I think that might be interesting, but I don't see us getting a big one because it's getting to the point now where it is getting to getting to March or not March. It's getting to June where there's no E3, but there will be a big Nintendo Direct. Um, you know, just highlighting for the rest of the year and the games leading into holiday. But as for games that I think I'd really like to see, 
Um, I've said before, but I don't think we'll get it this year, um, especially now with maybe delays on development. But uh, Breath of the Wild 2, I would absolutely love to see that. I think that'll be an absolute fantastic game to like really really uh, bang off the year and compete with next generation consoles, which I also don't really think will come this year. Um, just for like the parts for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Um, so uh, unless that was in production like a few months ago or even now, um, I just don't see how the factories and that are going to produce enough to really do a successful launch. But I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I really want to um, get one. Um, probably like, to be honest, I'm probably leaning more towards Xbox Series X at the moment. And that's a big thing for me because I'm a big PlayStation fan, but just all the backwards compatibility and um, Game Pass has really gotten me um, to look at it a bit more closely. But obviously, we, we uh, there's a lot to know about the PlayStation 5. Don't even know what the thing looks like. We only know that it's got a very fast hard drive and that it's going to have some pretty games, <laughs> pretty much from Mark Cerny's talk a few days ago. Um, but yeah, but yeah, more. Well, it's Breath of the Wild, and I would love, there was a rumor about Paper Mario. I would love to see a Paper Mario game. I think that'll be awesome. Um, go back to its RPG roots, and yeah, I don't want like another Sticker Star or Color Splash or whatever. But yeah, all right, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a glass of water. I've been talking for a long time. Holy shit! Is, have I been talking for an hour and twenty minutes? Holy shit! I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man. All right. Ah, delicious. All right. Well, let's get back into it. So this article comes from One Nintendo News, and um, this is at uh, North America. So due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic, pandemic, Nintendo has decided but our repair centers will remain closed until further notice. So if you live in North America and use Nintendo products, then you may want to make sure that nothing breaks for a while because, the, because unfortunately the coronavirus pandemic has resulted in more closures. Nintendo has announced on their North American support page that due to uh, preventative measures put in place for the COVID-19 coronavirus in our accordance with the federal local guidelines our repair centers are closed until further notice we apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your understanding uh, once repairs once repair services res resume we will work as quickly as possible to get you playing again as for the uk it's somewhat a different story nintendo nintendo uk support page says um, that we are working hard to maintain high customer service standards during the current challenging times. But please understand that there are many delays in responses to messages as preceding repairs. We would like to express our concern and support for all those, all those affected by the COVID-19 outbreak during this challenging time. Thank you for your understanding and for your patience. So, end quote. So, um, yeah, if you're trying to contact them in North America, it will not work for you. And this is another COVID-19 news story related to Animal Crossing. Nintendo says that post-launch content for Animal Crossing New Horizons might shift due to the coronavirus pandemic. Nintendo, oh, Animal Crossing New Horizons has been a great help to people that have had uh, socially distanced themselves and self-quarantined due to the coronavirus pandemic. So far, the impact that the pandemic has had on Nintendo's 2020 release schedule has been minimal. 
but that may change. Animal Crossing New Horizons director, um, was that Ayla Koro Goku and producer Hishami Nogami uh, talked to the Washington Post about the pandemic's impacts on the game's post-launch content. Uh, the pair said development on updates is still going, but there's some uncertainty. Uh, they said that we're working, uh, not sure if we have anything, have to shift anything, but if we think we have to be flexible. Currently, the devs team's hours have changed in an effort to avoid rush hour uh, train traffic. Uh, Nogami says that in terms of the development team, we have to think about their health and well-being as well. So when they say updates, I don't know. All, all they've sort of discussed about updating the game is adding the necessary uh, events of the game, whether it's sort of Easter, Christmas, Halloween, uh, that type of thing. So I don't know if they're talking about that or updates for the game, which relate to just like bug fixes and or maybe DLC content down the line apart from holiday content. So I'm not actually sure what they're referring to because if, if it comes around to Easter and they haven't got the Easter content ready, then we just don't get Easter in the game. I don't know if that's necessarily what they're saying, but that would be odd if that was the case. Um, what we got here? So this is just a little interesting one. So this is from my Nintendo Life. Oh, I did it again. This is from Nintendo Life. Uh, Nintendo donates thousands of respirator masks to fire and rescue teams in the United States. Um, a lot of major companies around the world at the moment are doing their uh, their part to help combat the spread of coronavirus outbreak. And now Nintendo has joined the fight. Um, as N95 respirator masks are among some of the most requested items for first responders and health care providers. Nintendo's North Bend production facility in North America has uh, generously donated thousands of face masks and other personal protective equipment to the east side and fire rescue. Um, At this crisis is unprecedented and the safety and security of community members is inbound. So that's just a nice story. It's it's kind of uh, weird how they just had so many uh, face masks just at disposal, but um, Facebook had like almost a million face masks that they donated as well. So it seems like a lot of these companies just have a lot of these safety um, items just in case something goes wrong, whether it's in the company buildings itself or whatever, that might be a fire. Um, so they just have all this stuff ready to go. So now that a lot of these companies are down, uh, um, are donating <laughs> their stuff. So this is, the, this is the press release from, um, uh, Nintendo representative uh, Jerry uh, Danson. So Danson stated the masks were originally purchased for emergency preparedness planning. However, amidst the COVID-19 crisis, uh, we knew there were needed elsewhere. Eastside East fire and rescue staff will be distribute the masks throughout the region and address immediate needs, including the city of North Bend. So, yeah. So this is something that affects Australia. So this is from kotaku.com.au. And EB Games suspends trades, repair services, and cash payments. So after weeks of no announcements, Australia's largest uh, specialty video game retailer has begun changing the ways they operate in the face of the global um, coronavirus pandemic. EB Games will be suspending their uh, reboot program uh, will no longer be accepting trade-ins of older video games and hardware and, and will no longer accept cash payments from tomorrow. 
Staff at EB Games were informed of the changes throughout the company's um, entrant uh, this afternoon, which can be uh, accessed through computers at every store. The changes are direct response to the effort of the coronavirus on regular trade and and are uh, fairly new. Just yesterday, EB Game employees um, were telling customers that they were still accepting trades. And this is another one from Kotaku Australia. So Nintendo just, not Nintendo, EB Games just broke the street date on a few um, releases. So a few of them aren't Nintendo on Nintendo, but uh, Persona 5, the Royal um, street date was broken, as well as Dirt Rally 2.0. And what else was there? Uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors. And there was, there, there was one for Switch. Where was it? I think it was a Saints Row um, port. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, EB Games in Australia, they're preparing for uh, the shop, the stores to be shut down. Um, a friend of mine on Twitter, uh, Infernal Monkey, he actually he put up a video basically, well, it was a, just a picture actually, of all the stores in the, in the, in a shopping centre shut except for food stores and EB games. So I think they're getting ready to be told that you're going to have to shut your doors. So all the big releases coming in the next few weeks, they're like, all right, we're putting them out now. We've got to make our money before we shut, which is fair enough. I just hope, uh, hope the the publishers behind the games don't get too offended and they didn't do it without their blessing. But yeah. All right. Holy crap. We got through the news, everyone. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was going so long. Well, to be honest, so this is this this is the situation I'm in. Um, my computer stopped recording. It it gave me a, a warning saying that I didn't have enough disk space, and now the Rodecaster Pro is just recording by itself. But I've got I've got a smaller memory card in there, and I've got 17 minutes left to go. So let's jump into Reggie's rec room, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use his uh, his phone to uh, do a nice. Rec- Use his phone to ring, ring a good friend of mine. Um, his, his, his name might start with B and end with Rice, and you, you might recognise him. So let's, uh, let's jump on the Reggie's Rec Room, everyone. Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here. Thank you for your never-ending support, for giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget. Ever. All right, Reggie, thank you very much for that drink, buddy. All right, so we're going to ring Bryce DeWitt. I've got the Bluetooth and that ready to go. Hopefully it works out for me. So, Reggie, I'm on the phone, mate. Turn, turn it down. Turn it down, thank you. Have a great. Holy. Oh. Bryce, pick up the phone, mate. Hello. Bryce DeWitt, you're on the house of Murray. How you going, mate? Hi, bud. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So I've been, I've been recording for an hour and a half, and I didn't even realize there was a, I had a lot of news articles and that up, and um, my computer actually stopped recording, and um, but my Rodecaster Pro is still going, so that was obviously a good investment in the end. So I've got oh, that's strange. Yeah, so I've got sixteen minutes left on the memory card until <laughs> until the show's going to stop recording. So we've got to got to make this quick. Um, okay, man. Yeah. So, how how you been the last week? You've been in lockdown. So, 
let us know that. Yeah, mate. Um, so we've been uh, pretty sick here, and we're not sure if you know it's the thing. So we're kind of just being safe about it. Jed and I sort of just got it today. He just had it for about four or five days. Uh, so she's not too well, and Arthur's just got it. So he's not doing too great either. So we're just playing it by ear and seeing how we go. Mm. So has has Animal Crossing been hel- helping you out much or <laughs> kill some time? Sorry. Has Animal Crossing been helping you kill some time? Uh, somewhat. I mean, uh, like I sort of get on and do my dailies and run around and do a couple things. And um, I haven't been. It's it's one of those things that it's just like, hey, I can just you know put it on, play for a little bit, put it down, go to sleep. <laughs> you yeah. know, try to get over what we've got going through. So it's been really good. Yeah, what a what fruit did you get in your village? I got peaches. You got peaches, cool. See, I got I got mm-hmm. pe- I got pears. And I was thinking, like in real life, that's probably the the fruit which I probably wouldn't eat out of all of them. <laughs> really? I don't mind pears, but I never I never go out of my way to buy them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like over an apple or whatever, but mm. see, I think I probably I think I probably prefer them over apples. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, could just be me. <laughs> so, well, what? I just hit, I just hit my uh, pop filter into my mouth when I went to. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, there's a uh, the reviews and all that have been pretty good. Have you, you know you're pretty happy with the game how it's uh, how it's come out. Yeah, so it's been a pretty good improvement over uh, like on Animal Crossing in general, which is nice, you know. Having the uh, deposit box, uh, the, the deposit box at the Nook is uh, so good, and then uh, yeah. you know <laughs> having having the ability to sort of craft tools right off the bat and just get to work pretty much immediately, and um, spending your Nook miles or some tickets and finding some islands to get some more villages or find some rare and unique spawns and stuff like that, just little stuff that makes the game a little bit more sort of enticing to keep going. Yeah, like there's. There's those little, uh, I guess, parts in the game. We're like, oh, well, I caught a fish. I got some money. Like, what do I do now? Like, you think of it. You just like check your nook miles, and oh, well, I'll go and chop down a tree because I only have to chop down one, and I'll get a hundred nook miles. So it's like you've yeah. always got that little, like, tiny little kick on to like do something. And then you might chop down that tree. Then you might think to yourself, hmm, I might chop down a couple more trees because those stumps make really good seats. Then I'll put like a table there. Like it just like kickstarts maybe some creativity. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the big draw to the to the game for most people at this current time. I mean, it is the uh, best-selling Animal Crossing on first week like ever and not to mention the best-selling Animal Crossing of all weeks combined. Yeah, it's just crazy. Get, like, I, was talking about, um, I was talking about this earlier in the episode, but can you believe that it's the fastest-selling Switch game and that, that beat Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean, it like, could be like attributed to what's going on with the world at the moment um, mm. and people think, people worrying about not being able to get their copies and like all that stuff because, you know, there's people like me that like their physical copies. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it could be attributed to that. Uh, but, I mean, otherwise, yeah. Um, it's, it's really good for the series because, well, hey, you know, it's one of those series that doesn't, otherwise get a huge, huge rolling amount of um, attention. I think New Horizons has probably been the best 
uh, best place to start for this game because, like you said earlier, with the Nook Miles, uh, that is that system really kicks on the rest of the game and really helps you find like a goal, which you know beforehand in older Animal Crossings it was a little bit harder. Like with New Leaf, you know, you were like, well, my goal is to uh, build like park benches and stuff mm. as mayor because that's my duty and like all that. But um, being able to contribute your own resources so heavily in this game and um, having to go out of your way to go out and actually find uh, find people to come to your town like off the get-go and stuff like that. It just, it gives it a little bit more flavor. I feel like, I feel like this tutorial section is supposed to last about a week. I'm not sure uh, what uh, the uh, cheaters have said about it because we all know that yeah. you know, people have been time traveling and mm. duplicating money and everything. But, um, you know, I have a feeling like this is supposed to go on for about a week before you're like, oh, okay, well, okay, I guess, I guess, you know, that's that's my plan for the next however long and whatever that means in the in the long run, uh, whether Nook Miles are going to, you know, attribute to something much larger or whatever it may be is, uh, you know, up, up, up on the cards. So I suppose we'll just wait and see how it goes. Yeah. Like I, the the last day, like I seriously played it was day four, and that's when you get the ladder and you can go to the, the higher bits in your uh, island, and it, it's kind of a shame because I got to the top. I'm like, oh, I want my house here, <laughs> and yeah. you you can move your house, but it co- I think it was uh, like thirty thousand bells. I'm like, mm. there's a fair yeah. bit, yeah, three hundred thousand or thirty thousand, uh, just thirty thousand, yeah. It's not too bad, I suppose, but, you know, it's a little bit of running around if you don't get lucky and catch yourself a shark or whatever it may be. Three sharks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just before I let you go, um, what's your favorite activity to sort of do in the game at the moment, whether it's catching fish, bugs, or is it decking out your island with uh, paths and patterns, or what's what's your favorite thing to do so far? Um, I don't. I don't really want to get too far into like the pattern side or like decking up my island just yet without going through this tutorial section. I think mainly because, um, uh, like you know, your, your island's constantly developing until you know you've got your three your three villages that you've invited. And, you know, you unlock the opportunity to uh, make custom bridges, and then you've got the uh, the town centre that officially goes up after you after your third village has moved in uh, from those three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sort of just waiting out before I do anything too extensive. So at the moment, I, I guess the, the best thing to do, uh, for me is go and fish. Um, I mean, I think that's the case for most people just catching the, uh, endemic light, um, and either stocking up to sell or, uh, catching bugs or whatever it may be, um, and donating it to the museum. Um, I'm not too worried about museum completion per se. I kind of want to just build up my store of bells for when I need it because, you know, some of those later bridges and stuff, they cost up to like 200,000 bells. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I really got to sort of stockpile money while I've uh, got the free free chance. And then when those things unlock, that's when I want to be toshing all my bells on that. So fish has probably been the best way to do it. And, you know, uh, it's interesting to see what comes out of the water, you know, and always uh, find the same thing. Sometimes you get something really nice. Um, but yeah, for now, um, I'll go with fishing. Yeah. Fishing's my favorite thing too. Just, it's just so relaxing and you can do it while you're, 
while you're just watching TV or something in handheld mode. Same, same with bug catching. I enjoy yeah. that too, but yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to look at it, which is, uh, you know, good. You just, uh, you know, chuck your line in the water and as soon as you know that you've got the fish's attention, you can keep it away and then you can just hear for the sound cue and hit A and you watch whatever you're watching. Yeah. Oh, I'm not quite that talented. I've got to watch it a little bit. but <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not, I'm not so bad with it. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's from years of playing games with those kind of mechanics where sound cues are a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Like um, mm-hmm. sometimes when there's a shark or something, like you know, you get that you get, just you get a bit nervous, you get a bit jumpy with your thumb. Like, oh, <laughs> don't want to bugger this yeah. up because I need these, I need this money, <laughs> I need it. <laughs> See, the thing is, is um, the thing is, is when I recently realised that you could use Manila clams to make bait. Yeah, uh, I went and made it, I went and made a bunch of bait. I'm like, I wonder what this does because I never really thought about it. I'm like, maybe it just makes the fish easier to catch. And then I used it near the water while there was a shark in front of me, not thinking, uh, you know, this could have reprehensible, you know, uh, consequences. And I threw some bait in the water and it completely made my shark run away. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Oh, <laughs> and then it spawned a smaller fish. I'm like, shit. Yeah. And that, oh. that's, that's another really cool thing about the games too. Like there's like heaps of things like it, it comes up and you're thinking to yourself, what does this do? Or you see something like, how do I get that? Or... You know how do I activate yeah. this? It's like there's there's a it's it's one of those games that back at school it would have been like how do you do this or how do you meet this character? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, um. Have you had any? Uh, what's your, what's your time limit there, buddy? Um. Well, we're looking at six minutes, but I've started recording on the computer again. I don't know why that died, but um. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll get it mushed together so we don't have to because. R- well, we'll make it real quick then. Have you have you had many uh, random island events? Uh, I've had a uh, Gulliver come. I've had the uh, Wisp, the the ghost come. I've yep. I've had a uh, was it Maisie, the turnip seller come. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I, I bought the I bought ten turnips. And f- just f- for you guys out there who don't know what we're talking about, but um, every Sunday morning Maisie comes and you can buy turnips off of her. And it's going to be a random price, and then throughout the week um, at a at the store you you can sell them, and it's a random price, so you can either make money or lose money. And they call it the mm-hmm. they call it the stalks, as in like the stocks. So you're basically playing the stock market. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I, I accidentally ate my I accidentally ate my turnips. My <laughs> <laughs> by accident, I was just like, oh, I want, I wanted to put them down just so I could put something else in my inventory. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just put these on the ground for now. And I actually ate them all. Yeah. But it, it turns, uh, when, when I checked the price the next day, I actually would have lost 10, 10 uh, bells a turnip. So I wasn't, it wasn't such a big deal. Uh, well, that's all right. Have you played with the stalk? No problems there. Have you played with the stalk markets at all? No, I have not. I've only had um, Gulliver once, which I couldn't find any of the parts for his phone, by the way. I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to find them. Um, um, you, you, know and- how, you know how the clams are like squirting out the water? They're just, yeah. they're just in there. Just dig with your shovel. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, they, I lost that opportunity then. And then I got Wisp once. Uh, I've, I've heard of people getting meteor showers and stuff like that at the same time that I've been playing. But oh, really? As far as I can tell. Yeah, as far as I can tell, um, you can't that isn't dictated by like your date or anything like that. So I, I guess it's just another random event. So mm. um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got anything like that, but that's the only thing I've had. So. Excellent. Well, mm. I, I know I said the last question before, but 
I guess the last question, if, if you're sort of trying to explain this game to newcomers who like, what the hell is Animal Crossing? I've never played it in my life, but I'm bored. I'm stuck at home. No other Nintendo franchise is coming, came out this year and not in the foreseeable future. Uh, how would you explain it to them to sort of say, hey, this is you know a good series you should try? I mean, if if you're stuck inside and you want to be outside, it's a good game to pretend you're outside. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. In a nutshell, I mean, well, if you yeah. want to put it, if if you want to put it into like more more eloquent terms, it's Minecraft light in a lot of ways. Um, mm, it's about building up your space yeah. and area. It'll definitely get there once you've you know you get the permits, so you can like really like design your like, yeah. island how you want it. Yeah. Yeah, it starts off slow and it builds into more of like creating more of a, a little township and um yeah, and then it just sort of just becomes a, a life game after that. You don't have to worry about too much. You just go in there and see what you can do for the day, see if you can collect any rare items and that's what you do. That's Animal mm. Crossing, right? Yeah. At the start yeah. at the start of the podcast I sort of like I tried I tried to describe it in a bit different way. A lot of people just say, Oh, if you've played Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley, you know, you know what this game is. But I think this game is really different to those games in a similar genre, and I, I sort of, I sort, of, yeah. I sort of said like, you know, I, I know this was a bit weird, but like, say in Breath of the Wild, you're running around, you're either gathering equipment to craft, you're either thinking about getting Korok seeds, you're thinking about taking down um, big monsters to get the stuff from. And Animal Crossing, like, while there's no combat, it is kind of similar in like the loop and what you're thinking. I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Uh, I you? mean, yes. In some yeah, ways, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's more planned day to day life. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, than anything else. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, it's <laughs> a, a very d- different game to Zelda. But just like what's yeah. going on in your head and what makes it fun is kind of similar in some weird way. Yeah. Yes. It's, um, you know, it's one of those games that you sort of get in, and you think you you think you're going to be in for a grind fest, and I think like. You know, just looking at the staggering numbers for your like house repayments and stuff like that, you're like, oh god, I'm gonna have to grind a whole bunch and all that stuff. And I don't think Animal Crossing is made with the intention of that. I think it's made with like, you know, you pick it up for half an hour, you do your thing, you put it down, you go back to it later, um, and you just sort of just slowly build off that. It, it, it's really your experience is going to be based on the time, the time investment, definitely, because that's just how it is. Um, but it's it's not demanding of you. You know, you're not you're not you're not um, opening the game, going right. I've got to do this. I've absolutely got to do this. Otherwise, if I don't meet, meet the thing by this time, unless of course you're like at the end of the day and you really want your house built tomorrow, that's like I suppose you know, yeah, um, a defining thing. But a lot of people just use it to uh, make some pretty things. You know, and that, I think that's the charm of Animal Crossing in itself. Um, with a lot of games like Minecraft and stuff like that um, is uh, efficiency. Yeah. So, like when you're when you're building or making things, uh, people build for efficiency reasons. So they make, you know, redstone contraptions and whatever it may be to like auto farm your vegetables and all that stuff. And it's it's not really the case with this. It's kind of just like discovering what's on your island each day because it all, it changes every day and you just uh, do your thing. You sort of get in the loop of Exiting your house, checking what's at the nook, uh, the nook cranny, uh, and seeing what the villagers are up to, collecting your bed, your fruits, seeing if there's any fossils, you know, and then moving forward doing that. 
Um, and I mean, I think that's the magic of it really is that you have your routine every time you get on. You see if there's anything interesting. If you feel like playing a bit more, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Have um, you... Uh, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. I wasn't. I just said yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so tarantula season is obviously not upon this. No. Right. Uh, as it is in the northern hemisphere where everybody's getting tarantulas. Yeah, it makes me sad. Um, I, I want a bunch of tarantulas to sell. <laughs> have, have you managed to run into a scorpion yet? No, I haven't. I haven't run into any of the deadly bugs yet. <laughs> I did last night and it sucked because I went to turn around to catch it and it got just past my net and stung me and ended up back at my house. It was very sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, scorpion. And then it started bull charging me. It was like worse than wasps. Where did you find it? The uh, the um, beach or? Northern side of the island. Northern side of the island. Okay. Yeah, so um, it was just among a bunch of trees, and I guess I just started with it, and then all of a sudden it sort of moving towards me. I'm like, oh, it's going to chase me. I'm like, all right, well, if I run around and then quickly turn and then hit my bug, then I should be able to get it, but I just missed it. Uh, I, managed to catch, I managed to catch wasps once by doing that. Yeah. Um, but they're a pain in the ass once you, you know, you get into it, they start chasing you, and you've got to try and loosen them up a bit or get your net out quick enough, and then turn around and whack them one. And, I mean, it's the same thing with the scorpion, but they're usually hiding amongst, like, all the weeds and stuff. So they're a little harder to spot at first. Mm. And by the time that they've caught you, you've, uh, you've caught their attention, you know, you've, you've really got to be on the ball to hit them with a the net. Um, and it, it, from what I can tell, it's pretty much the same with tarantulas, but they earn you an absolute ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like... I saw like like the tweets where people are going to an island and there's four tarantulas that spawn in the center. And basically, mm-hmm. you can catch uh, three tarantulas. When you get the second one to bite you, then you get respawned back to the, the boat or the plane. And yep. then you can go back in and they've respawned. So you can like get a whole inventory full of them and you can sell them. Yeah. You can sell them for about 8,000 each. And then um, if you sell them all at once, You'll be able to get, <laughs> you'll be able to get, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like a crazy amount. Yeah. Which would be like a house mm-hmm. repayment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So this is the first time I said last question before you go, but, um, this is a question we got from, uh, Garrett Bland and for, for you, for the guys that don't know, um, he has just become one of the co-hosts on Nintendo Shack, which is another Nintendo podcast by the play some mm-hmm. video games network. So congratulations, Garrett. Um, so he asks, does weather affect your mood on what you want to play? And he says, for me, uh, when it's raining, I tend to play more horror or narrative-based games. So Bryce, um, what what weather and what games do you enjoy the most sort of married together? Um, I don't think weather affects how I play. Um, I'm not even sure temperature does really, but um, <laughs> unless if, – if I'm in the situation where I – maybe need to be rugged up on the couch or something like that. Maybe I'll plug my switch in instead of my computer um, and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I, I could end up playing Zelda or Mario Kart or Odyssey or whatever, whatever it may be um, on my switch. But if it's, if it's sort of comfortable enough weather to be out of a blanket, then I'll, uh, you know, get on the computer and play something typically. Mm. Yeah. Like for me, Daddy, look. Oh, <laughs> um, 
for for, <laughs> for for me when i was a uh, younger on the farm like when it was raining on the weekend that means i didn't have to <laughs> have to work so i'm like oh yes so i i associate like raining just like cuddling up and grabbing a handheld probably would have been like the ds or something and like playing pokemon or mario or new super mario bros was a was a big one um that's that's yeah. just like a real comfort food for me new super, new super mario bros on ds because it's pretty easy and you can mm-hmm. get through it in about five hours or so um just playing through it naturally and yeah, yeah that, that's, a, that's a big one for me just like raining and just like curling up and grabbing a handheld which is which is whatever game you want to play at the time and yeah. So thank you very yeah. much for your, your question, Garrett. Um, and good luck with your, your co-hosting on Nintendo Shack. So Bryce, I'm going to have to let you go now. I'm going to uh, ring up Buddy and uh, get his thoughts on um, first time playing Animal Crossing. He's, this is the first game in the series he's, uh, he's tried. So. Ooh, Buddy Watson. Buddy Watson. Buddy Watson. Say hello to Buddy Watson for me. All right, we'll do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for your time, dude, and I'll uh, I'll catch you later. Goodbye, my friend. Yep, I'll see you after this whole thing's over. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I might not see you for another five years. <laughs> oh God. No, no. The way no, it's no. going. Yeah. Actually, so what's just so the audience sort of get gets our planning as well? Um, are you going to be back on next week or um, through a, a remote recording or uh, what? What's uh, what you're I thinking? Mean, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, the the whole reason I couldn't really really do it this uh, week is because even now, talking like extending <clears throat> extended time, um, I've got a really itchy and sore throat. So, yeah. keeping up an hour's worth of talk is really difficult. Um, so, I kind of just had to pass it off and whatever. And you know, we're all tired. Kids are cranky. Um, it's best to just sort of lay it off for the week and come back the following week. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. At the moment, being sick, it's, it's not nice. I still don't know whether it's the thing. I don't think it is at this point. I think it is probably just the flu. But I think, um, yeah, I think you're okay. I think, you, I think you are okay. But it is scary because, like, um, I've been working like in pretty dusty places, and you know, my lungs are like a bit sore just from sucking in dust like through my nose and that all day. And, like, I've got like a bit of a sore <laughs> chest. I'm like, oh god, should I go and get a test? Like, it's in the back of your mind. Like, it's just. It's all the time, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But the problem is, is it's not that easy as well. I mean, that's why oh, we've no. been isolating is because we can't just go and get a test. It's not a thing that can be done um, with them being restricted and whatnot. You know, you've just got to be vigilant and trying to, you know, get healthy. And if anything serious comes along, then you've got to go to the doctor. But I think for the most part, we're um, pretty all right in that regard. Um, you know, the, the first couple cases have sort of, entered our region in the last couple of days. I think we're up to four now. Yeah. Um, yeah. One went to hospital yesterday. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and, you know, just, just thinking of it from that point of view, you know, it could hit whenever. So we're sort of just uh, playing it safe, playing it by ear and um, hoping we don't get it because we don't need it on top of the flu because that would probably definitely kill us. Yeah, so, that wouldn't be sure. much fun <laughs> at all. No. No. No, <laughs> no. Yes, obviously. Oh, I wish, uh, wish you guys the best of luck, Bryce, and hope you get out of it soon. Because yeah, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing worse. Like, just, just mentally, be like, all right, I'm sick. Is it like it's always on your mind? Like you can't get away from it. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that that is the issue. Uh, but hopefully, you know, this will pass up in the next couple of days, and 
I'll end up back on the show next week. Yeah. Well, I hope you are, Bryce. Yeah. And if you're not, well, I'll ring you again. <laughs> and we'll just have like a, right. a quicker conversation, even though it's been like 25 minutes we've been talking. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, like that, that, that's the problem. I want to talk about it, but now I'm starting to feel like crap. So I better call it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than an itchy throat while uh, while trying the podcast. Uh, I um. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll let you go, Bryce. I'll let you, your throat recover and I'll talk to you next week, hopefully. Yeah, it should do, buddy. Alrighty. Catch you, dude. All right, man. Bye. Bye bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Bryce DeWitt. So now we're going to talk to Buddy Watson. If you don't know Buddy Watson, a really good friend of mine, he used to be on uh, Dash Culture. Um, before he uh, took a bit of a break from podcasting because I think yeah, just the grind of every week talking about video games and that sort of uh, was a you know a bit uh, a bit much because it is a, it is a huge commitment and but he is uh, happy to guest on podcasts and here he is now so let's give let's give him a ring let's give the let's give Buddy a ring so Buddy hasn't um, played an Animal Crossing game before which is uh, cool so we'll get a sort of a thoughts on hey man what's happening. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the house of Murray. How are we going, dude? Yeah, good, dude. What's, uh, what's, what's new with you? Oh, not, not too much. I'm sort of, I've been sitting here talking to myself for over an hour. Um, I've just, <laughs> I've just uh, been talking to Bryce about um, his Animal Crossing adventures over the last week or so. Yes, but, very nice. It's uh, actually, you know, selling gangbusters at the moment. It's like the, um, the hottest game <laughs> at the mar- on, the mar- on the market at the moment. Yeah, people are like asking for it, and it's just like selling out straight away. So um, I think Animal Crossing fever is taking over everywhere. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy because we we're talking about sort of the sales in the UK and uh, Japan, and it's the fastest selling Switch game. It's beaten Pokemon, it's beaten Mario Odyssey, it's beaten Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's just, uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's kind of like the perfect storm of um, events that have kind of helped catapult it to that. You know, with everything that's going on at the moment the lack of, you know, big releases in the first kind of couple of months of the year. And this is, you know, the first one, obviously, with Doom. But, um, yeah, yeah like everyone's just clamoring towards it. Yeah. And uh, have you been playing it much over the last weekend or how's your experience um, gone so far? Yeah, I picked it up on Friday. Uh, I probably put a couple of hours in on the Friday and then probably a couple more um, across the weekend. So I probably put maybe four or five hours into it yeah. and um yeah, this is my first time across in games so um i guess my background going into a game like this and, and kind of seeing the appeal is from the stardew valley kind of perspective yeah so um you know i guess the, the kind of gameplay cycle and what you're doing in the game is very familiar to me from that perspective but um yeah um, I, I i kind of like it i really really did kind of um the gameplay loop that i guess it's trying to go for so mm. yeah i, I like it, Earlier when I was talking about like um, if you're not sure about it and you sort of want to understand what it's about, um, I sort of I, I compared it a little bit to Stardew Valley, but at the same time, it is a very different game to that just in what you're trying to do and the general um, loop of things. Would you agree with that? Because like, I haven't I've, – I've put about two or four hours into Stardew probably across PC and um, Switch, but I haven't put like a mm-hmm. whole lot of, uh, of it. Would you be – when you picked up Animal Crossing – can you see like being pretty comparable or are they pretty different as far as um, the genre goes? Comparable or? in a little bit in the sense that, you know, you kind of, it really feels like that kind of life simulator. You're kind of mastering the art of nothing, like, you know, creating. Obviously, there's um, 
from what I've established so far, because I'm not really far into the game with the less farming, I've got, uh, Stardew Valley is way more intensive and, and kind of um, mm. a bit more crazy, whereas I think Animal Crossing, at least, uh, the way it introduces you to some of the systems are a lot more forgiving um, and a lot more easier to understand how they piecemeal it all together. And I feel like there's no real pressure playing Animal Crossing, whereas sometimes in Stardew Valley you're running out of time in the day and yeah. you know, you've got to, oh, have I done my fishing? Have I watered my crops? Have I gone to the mines? And I've only got a certain amount of energy. Have I spoken to all these people? It feels like really kind of crammed in, um, whereas I'm getting more of a cathartic experience playing Animal Crossing where it's just kind of, okay, I'll just mosey on around the island and suss everything out and you know, really explore and kind of talk to everyone. So I think it's really um, chilled out that way. Yeah, you're not just like doing your own thing then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're running out of stamina, go to bed. Yeah, that's right. You're passed out in the mines. Uh, <laughs> you were taken back half your resources and it cost you 50 gold from the nurse picking shop in the middle of the night. Like, oh, great. This is fantastic. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is brutal. This is a life simulator. Yeah. Uh, what have you named your island? Um, so I was really struggling. <laughs> it's so funny. That um, kind of had this all this time to come up with an island name. Um, I walked out, you know, walked down to the shops to walk down to JB to get it. And on the way back, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to have to name this island." And only then did it hit, hit me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, "Oh, usually I with my Stardew Valley, I went with um, Hill Valley, kind of like your yeah, Back to the Future." Yeah. So this one, I was like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" I know the ghosts come out at night time, so I'm like, "Oh, let's do maybe something spooky or supernatural and obscure." So um, my island called Twin Peaks. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm and um I also did that with kind of the idea maybe if I'm going to play it long enough or get to the kind of um, landscaping or the kind of the um, shaping the train and maybe I'll um incorporate that in some of the some of the um as well. Yeah, yeah, because like what about yourself? What, what what's your uh, island name? <laughs> I um yeah I, I was in a similar situation to you. I sort of I uh, started downloading the game and. Um, I had a shower and all that. Like I just got home from work and in the, just before I had the shower, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to call my island just yet. I sort of uh, asked, I asked some people in the house of Mario discord and put it on Twitter. Like, Hey, any uh, suggestions? Um, yep. and I wanted it, I wanted the sort of theme after the podcast. So I was like, Oh, oh absolutely. Like call it the, well, no, call it the Isle of Mario or uh, whatever I came up with. But the character, like you could only fit like eight characters. So I couldn't fit anything near that I needed in. Mm, so yeah. I ended up just calling it Thom, just using the acronym and calling it that. Yeah, so you went with Thom, uh, as long as you didn't go with Thot. Uh, <laughs> highly inappropriate. So. Wouldn't they? Yeah, I hope uh, Thom isn't like some slang for like... Some, like a, <laughs> Urban dictionary. Yeah, it's for like maybe, genitals. Maybe, maybe I can jump in there quickly and um, put one in before you search and then you'll, you'll search it up and you go, oh, no, I've made a horrible mistake. Mm, like I better have and ev- even if I hadn't, someone's going to make I usually go for more for my kind of you know, like apex or more competitive games where I'm speaking with people online. So I haven't actually played the game at night time yet. So um, I wish I could, the in-game clock was a little bit more accelerated, but I, I kind of get what they're trying to do there um, with the real-time stuff. So. Yeah. They've, they've made it a little bit better. Like um, it, when I was playing Wild World on DS, for example, like past, uh, was it 9 or 10 o'clock, you couldn't go to the store. So... Uh, you couldn't sell anything and you couldn't really do anything. If you go fishing and you fill up your inventory, you're like, all right, I can't do anything now. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. But but now it's got like the the thing at the front where you can um you can deposit what you're going to sell, but you can sell it for a little bit less, but you can at least still do it. 
um, which is yeah. which is handy stuff like that. So okay, the, so that that wasn't in the game before. Uh, I don't think so. I can't. I can't mm. remember New Leaf. Like playing New Leaf on 3DS was a long time ago for me. <laughs> I can't. I yeah. can't really remember. But I think it's. Yeah, an, I do started, think it's a new thing. Yeah, because in Stardew Valley, you just chuck everything into the box overnight, um, and then obviously get sold off. Um, and yeah. then you wake up, you've got all the money for the things you've sold instead of having to go to each individual like shop or retail, especially because they're only open at certain hours. So mm. um, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a good system. I like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Um, how much time did you put into Stardew Valley, just out of curiosity? Um, Stardew Valley, I think um, I've only got through one year, but I was really going hard on each day and kind of trying to maximize what I could do in each day. So I'd say I'm probably 20 to 30 hours into Stardew Valley, and I have restarted one farm um, at one other point as well. But uh, I think, yeah, that that might be accurate. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I wish I put more time to Stardew Valley too. But it's sort of um, yeah, just that little bit slower start sort of turned me off a little bit, just because I was like constantly running out of stamina. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I thought all the trees um around your house or your sorry, your farm. I thought that once you chopped them all down, they didn't um come back. So I was chopping down trees, my stamina ran out, and then I would just go to bed, wake up, and chop it. I'm like, I'm just gonna clear all this area out first, and then things started growing back. And like. Cool. I've wasted so many days. I have made massive mistakes. Yeah, like I'm not going to make any money this year, being not productive <laughs> at all. Yeah, infrastructure year. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. like um, I mentioned this a little bit before, but a lot of people are like sort of thinking about picking up Animal Crossing, but they've never like tried it before. And obviously, there's there aren't many Nintendo uh, IPs coming out at the moment. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, um, people looking for games that take a lot of time and Animal Crossing's great at that. Um, yep. But who, who would you recommend it to and if someone hasn't tried it before and would you, how would you sort of recommend it to them? Because I think a lot of people would enjoy it, but they sort of get turned off when people say, oh, you know, you pay back yeah. your house and doing these yeah, more mundane I think, things. Um, I'm not really sure how kids, kids, this is like if kids can comprehend what's kind of going on yeah, yeah. um then that, they will kind of play anything but um <laughs> the way i was just kind of describing it to a, a customer before it was kind of asking what the kind of the game was about and how do you win in animal crossing that was the funny thing <laughs> how do you win animal crossing and i just laughed i'm like how do you win in life um no one wins animal <laughs> uh, crossing friend <laughs> no, no one wins animal crossing only uh, only that bond villain tom nook wins i swear to god he's a bond villain yeah. um, <laughs> that'd be great that'd be so I funny would, that would be hilarious. Uh, I would say, yeah, pick it up if you are the type of person that um, maybe plays games more intermittently and not in long sessions and you're going to have the game for a long time. For myself, I don't really do that. I usually play mm. in large sessions and I roll games quickly to trade in and kind of play the next game. So for me, I'd already always planned that Animal Crossing was only going to be a short term I played and trying to get the most out of it in a, a short time before um, all my PS4 exclusives come out before the year. So it's probably not geared towards me, even though I did pick it up. I just wanted to give it a try anyway. Yep. But I knew what I was kind of getting myself into. So if you know that you're going to pick up a bunch of other titles this year, um, you're not going to be able to dedicate enough time to it. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but if you're only going to pick up uh, a few games here or there, here and there over across the year, then maybe Animal Crossing is that perfect. Just pick it up every now and then and um, work out and you know do stuff on your island. Uh, especially with how kind of like I was saying, how chill and cathartic it is just to kind of um, 
switch off and, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the the kind of um, whimsical nature of it all and the uh, you know the, the the fun of it all and just exploring it around. So yeah, definitely. Like um, especially like if if you want a game that will last you forever, um, Animal Crossing is definitely the title. But I uh, I do I do agree with you when like a lot of us who are like you know really into the video game industry and keeping up with the latest games. So like we are like constantly like looking to the next thing. And uh, if we, if we don't finish it quick enough, we'll probably leave it in our backlog and move on to the next thing and keep going and keep going. Um, yep. So yeah, if you, if you want to keep up with games, probably Animal Crossing is a, is, mm. is, is, is a, is a hard one, but. But of course, if you only have an Nintendo Switch and you don't have any other consoles, there aren't really that many big tickets you know, titles that they've kind of earmarked that are coming out this year. So yeah. um, immediately I would say, yeah, absolutely pick it up because you don't, you, know, you don't know what's coming. They really haven't mm. shown you anything else. So um, it would be an instant buy. But if you've got other consoles and maybe can't dedicate enough time to it, if you're going to um, get into some of the other games that are coming out quite soon, uh, maybe not. Unless you're content with just sitting it there and picking it up or playing it across, you know, small sessions across the year, then, yeah, at least you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and I'd probably say, like, give it a go just probably for the same reason you're giving it a go. Just, like, you know, this is one of Nintendo's biggest franchises now, and if you're a Nintendo fan, just, like, see what it's all about. Like, experience it and, like... Yeah, you know, and, I've, yeah. and I've had um, co-workers that have played Stardew Valley and it's been a bit too intensive for them and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't like this, and then they've picked up Animal Crossing. They haven't played them before uh, either and they've absolutely fallen in love with Animal Crossing and just because uh, I guess it's a little bit easier to get into and um, it's a little bit more chilled out and stuff. So Yeah, it's definitely chill. That's what I like most about it. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I, I really dig the art, the art style and, and kind of the, the the music that's going on and um, it's got, got quite a funny sense of humour as well. Yeah. Oh, I, really, I, really, I really dig that. And it's really cool seeing what everyone's making online. With I know people are quite creating scenes from the lighthouse in black and white, these murder <laughs> scenes and horror things. Um, and then people are like translating all the art onto the wall, like album covers. And yeah, that's things. cool. Yeah, so cool. I saw um someone someone's wedding got cancelled because of uh what what's going on, and they had their wedding in Animal Crossing. They went to the beach and they oh, like that's, they put down the patterns. That's so cool. <laughs> they got like tuxedo and the wedding dress, and they had their friends come to the island. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's just, really cool. Just and like I saw that. that um, you can, I think I saw the other day, you could throw a Google image into a link and it would automatically turn it into an Animal Crossing um, picture. Did you see that? Yeah, well, I, I actually used it. Um, it's a website called AC Patterns and I yeah. um, I used it to uh, put the House of Mario logo into into the game. Um, it, uh, of course, I did see your logo on there. I was like, oh, damn, that Drew is just, what, a, what an artist. Like, I might have to get him to uh, take my Animal Crossing design. But, yeah, now that I know you just did that, I'm, I'll have to do that myself. I, I had to, like, edit it, like, quite a lot just to make it um, look um, proper just because, like, the logo is a bit detailed. So once you, like, put it into pixel art, it's just like, it was just like a blur. So I had to, like, do a bit to it and um, change the bit what said the House of Mario to just thumb because you couldn't yeah. – it was just like – it was just like all white. <laughs> it wasn't actually yeah. um, writing. But yeah, it's a really uh, good. It gave you a template. Yeah, it's a really good website. So people that want to give it a go, that's acpatterns.com, and you can just like put a picture in. And it's even if you want to just like do a brand new um, pattern, you can do it on your computer, so it's a bit easier. And then it actually generates a QR code to share it as well. Um, oh, so cool! Yeah, so if you do that in game, um, at this stage you can't share it via a QR code. 
So yeah, um, yeah, definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, yeah, awesome. So last question, buddy. One of the most important questions: uh, What fruit did you get on your island? Oh man, um, yeah, I got pears. I'm pretty upset that I got uh. pears because <laughs> um, only for the really fact the reason that I don't actually like pears in real life. Yeah. I'm not really big um, fruit eater because of I don't really like the texture, but I'll have a lot of the different fruits in smoothies and stuff like that. Yeah, I used to work at Boost Juice. Oh, cool. I used to make my own smoothies for free. I love Boost Juice. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, I got pears. So I feel I feel dumb. But then on the <laughs> other end of the spectrum, I know a lot of people are restarting their game to try and get some um, peaches. So mm. I'm guessing there might be more people out there that don't have pears. So maybe mm. if people can come to my island and get pears and then sell it on their island for more, maybe I'm helping other people. <laughs> yeah, I actually <laughs> it's a very got utilitarian kind of uh, outlook. Yeah, I actually got pears as well for my island, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, pears is probably the one I would eat the least, but I'm not going to reset. People are like resetting their island for different fruit, than also resetting their island for like. Um, the Dodo Airlines uh, building is randomly a different color. And people are resetting their things. Oh, they, is it? Yeah, because they want a specific color. I'm like, oh, that's a bit far, guys. That's a bit far past, <laughs> a bit far past me. Those, yeah, those are people in for the long game. Mm. And like in past Animal Crossings, like in this, you can choose your island layout and what you look like and everything. In past Animal Crossing games, um, your appearance and your uh, village are completely different generated by himself you can't choose anything so oh my god how many times were people restarting games then yeah so that's probably where it comes from because people are like you know you might start and your eyes might look drowsy and you might be like i don't want those eyes so you restart the game <laughs> i don't want that hair <laughs> yeah that hair looks ridiculous because you, you can't you can't you couldn't really change it much either which was uh, even harder you're sort of stuck with what you got but yeah yeah there you go people should be happy yeah be happy with what you got people accept your pairs yeah, exactly. move on yeah Although we are, you know, team pairs over here, so. Yeah. Of course we would say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, buddy. It was uh, good having a chat to you. I need to uh, have you on proper eventually. Yes, definitely. It'd be great if um, Nintendo actually holds the direct or uh, tells us what games are going to come out this year or if there's going to be anything else. But of course, the two uh, mysterious Wii U ports that are to come. Um, yeah, it'd be great to uh, have some more news and um, come on and have a chat. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was listening to a um, Platinum Explosion today. Vanessa's like, uh, and Dylan's like, oh, and our special guest, Buddy. Then it was like a, a bit of a, a gap. I'm like, Buddy's not on. He's not really on. Then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Oz, Buddy. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah, I'll probably was uh, taking a drink of something, uh, <laughs> an alcoholic beverage possibly, or uh, or not paying attention. But yeah, yeah, it was um, good fun to go on Platinum Explosion and talk about PS5. But... Yeah, I mean... We'll see if it comes out. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Yeah, everyone's. I think uh, the, the world is in a kind of a state of flux right now with um, video game releases and media releases. Obviously, there's more important things going on, but uh, mm. for everyone else that kind of uh, enjoys all that kind of entertainment, it's a, it's a bit up in the air with uh, their little their hobbies that we kind of uh, have and share. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope they do come out this year, but I don't see how they will. Just with how you know how China is with all, everything and Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's not the uh, end. Of- no, to come out, they have to be delayed. Yeah. yeah, it's way more important things. So. Yeah, we'll 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 live without a PlayStation. We've got the PS4 and Xbox One and Switch still. I'm sure. I'm sure we all have a big enough backlog on those systems. We're having to buy a new fancy box. I know I do. I know I certainly do. That's right. We'll just we'll just be uh we'll all just be playing Animal Crossing for the next eighteen months. 
I mean, I'll be happy with that. I don't know if you will be. (laughs) (laughs) Day 14, still playing Animal Crossing, walking back and forth. Can't find the fish that I need. (laughs) I just really want that hammerhead shark. I can't find it. (laughs) I do. I want to catch yours. That's one of my goals before I put this game down. Yeah, they're they're fun to catch. You can, um, have you caught a shark or anything yet? No, I haven't caught anything um, super crazy. I've caught like a puffer fish, a few other big fish, but yeah, nothing like a shark yet. Are they, I thought on someone's uh, timeline, I think it was, is that, was that a nighttime thing? One of the great whites? Was that yours? No, yours was in the daytime, wasn't it? The shark that you caught? Uh, I think from 10 o'clock. I think they're uh, 10 o'clock at night. They're a bit more common, but I've definitely caught sharks during the day. So, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to look up the uh, guide. The Stardew Valley had a great wiki of when things were and were available to catch and what seasons they were in. I'm sure no, anim- no doubt that Animal Crossing will have an awesome kind of wiki or guide like that as well. Yeah. New Leaf has like an endless, like an endless guide just with so much stuff. New Horizons, obviously brand new, so they're updating. <laughs> they're still writing it. But Yeah. 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 Uh, that'd be cool to see all the entries going. Yeah. So then I can find when the cash stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit... I'm a little bit stressed because I'm like, well, it came out late in March and I've only got so much time to get everything that's exclusive to March. So, I don't know. Yes, yes, you're so right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, makes me a bit worried. I don't know why I'm, I've, I've sat here for a long time just talking to myself. Maybe I should have just been playing Animal Crossing all this time. <laughs> <laughs> what, have, what have I done? You can, play it, you can play it where you record. Yeah, well, that could have been an idea. I'm just like, sit, I'm just like playing it, just like muttering, where are you, Philbert? Come on, Philbert. <laughs> <laughs> where are you, Philbert? <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you very much, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, right, man? No worries, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, in uh, hope uh, your Animal Crossing Island bears you more fruits. Yes, I do too. I've got oranges. I'm on the quest for the rest. So. <laughs> uh, uh, Drew Thanos over here. Yeah, just <laughs> I need all the fruit. All to me <laughs> on my own little island. I'll snap everyone out of existence, and all the fruit will be mine. <laughs> That's how you win Animal Crossing. That is, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, that's that's what you tell the next customer to ask. How do you win Animal Crossing? It's like you kill everyone, you get the fruit. <laughs> about, oh, oh. We'll do. Verbatim. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Sweet, man. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, no worries, dude. Catch you later. See ya. See ya. Alrighty, so that was uh, Reggie's Rec Room. Reggie, thank you very much for um, letting me borrow your phone. That was a, a big help. Um, it's the only phone in the house for some reason. I don't know why it's so difficult. And I, I've been talking for a long time. My roadcaster has ran out of memory. My computer has uh, stopped recording at one point because the hard drive, it said the hard drive was too slow. So I think there will be a bit in Buddies where it skips a few seconds because of that. So I apologize for that. But my, uh, my storage was obviously not up to snuff. I wasn't expecting to talk about this long. But if you got to this point, I want to. Le- I just want to. Uh, <laughs> I just want you to let me know whether covering that much news was far too much. I think it was. I do apologize for doing such a, a long episode by myself. But if you got to this point, I appreciate it so much. Uh, it means a lot to me um, that you uh, listen to the show and that you stick with it, even when it's uh, long. And uh, I'll, I'll be listening back to see uh, how it goes. Uh, just me talking to myself might be like, hmm, maybe not. But 
with that, everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 136. If you enjoyed the show, leave a review on iTunes to uh, help support us. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at iDruby. The show is at The House of Mario. And Bryce, which you heard earlier in the show, is at IV Revan. And Buddy Watson, who I was just talking to, is at Buddy Watson. Oh, no, is that Buddy Watson? Oh, he's got a number. I think it's that Buddy Watson 12. It'll be in the show notes anyway. If you go and follow him, I've uh, forgotten his Twitter handle. If he listens back to this, he is going to kick my ass. He's going to be very grumpy. Uh, we have a Discord community where you can uh, go in and check it out. We've got awesome people in there, which we talk to on a daily basis. Um, and being able to talk to people who listen to the show um, really makes my day each day. So you guys in the Discord community... Um, really appreciate it. And if anyone else wants to talk Animal Crossing, whether it's sharing fruit, whether it's training Pokemon, whether it's playing games together, uh, we want to get that underway a bit more too. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by Video Game Remixes and it's an Animal Crossing New Horizons main theme remix. Uh, It's really good. It bangs. Uh, you'll be listening to it in the disco and you'll be like, ooh, this song bloody bangs and you'll be waving your long hair everywhere and you'll get your hair in someone's yogurt and then you'll have to go and wash your hair because it's got too much yogurt in it. So we'll start that up. And until next week, everybody, the doors to the house of Mario are closed. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs>